Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 3.5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com slash business. Ramp.com slash business. Ramp.com slash business. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Konnichiwa! Hello everyone and welcome to the St. Patrick's Day special of Talk to Keiki. Of which I I'm Matt. We like to wish you all a happy St. Patrick's Day. Get drunk and be safe. And to join me as always, Ethan, what's going on? Which I don't have any uh, liquors. Cat, shut up! He saw the outdoor cat before the show. Yeah. Now he's like, I want to go play with the outdoor cat. No, you cannot play with the outdoor cat, sir. No, you cannot. Stop it. So I'm not seeing W2M Network Facebook as one of our options. Uh, womp, womp, womp. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> God damn it. Can I add an option? Uh, I don't know. Can yeah, I can, I can add it. I can add it. You can add it. Okay. Uh, W2M. Oh, there it is. Okay. I knew I missed one. Save changes. There we go. All right. So I can, uh, <laughs> it's added. Sure. It's added. It's added. All right. We're good. All righty. Ah. Uh, how you doing today? I'm tired as shit, my guy. I am. You want to give you a little story? Yeah, sure. So, um, hang out yesterday with my couple of my girlfriends, right? And yep. um, I stayed out like really late. I stayed out until about four in the morning. I got home at four in the morning, right? My alarm every day goes off at seven in the morning. And today was a really critical day for me to send out items at, at my job. So I was like, hey, um, rather than go to bed and sleep for three hours, why don't I just do everything I need to do right now so I can sleep in? So tipsy on tequila. I got All on right. got on my on my computer. I worked for an hour and a half, put on some EDM music, just fucking banged it out, banged everything out, banged everything out, right? And I was like, all right, awesome. 545 hits. And I'm like, all right, everything is good. I'm gonna go to bed. I'm gonna sleep in, right? I'm sleeping until I wake up, turned off all my alarms, I'm good. Right. Um, around nine o'clock, I hear a yo from my window and my windows are open because it, it's cool right. in the mornings this week in Florida. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I start, I'm like startled. And I see my mother like crouched down with her head on my window. Like, Hey, I can't get in. Can you let me in? And I was like, Oh shit. And I completely forgot my mother was supposed to come over here. Cause supposedly the contractor was supposed to come to work in the backyard. He didn't come by the way. And so I slept from six until nine. That's only three hours. So the fucking irony that I wanted to avoid sleeping three hours I ended up sleeping three fucking hours. Oh, boy. 
So I got into work. I worked for about three more hours. I worked until around 12-ish, and then I was like just a lazy son of a bitch from like 12-ish to like 3.45. And then I jumped on, and I started cranking everything out. I'm like, all right, I got to do a couple more things. So I cranked everything out, left at 5, did a bunch of household chores. Wendy's fucked me on my... I went to get a Dave's Double at Wendy's. They gave me medium fries, even though I ordered for a, a large combo. So that was a kick in the dick, you know? But other than that, I'm good. I had sex yesterday, so yay. I feel good. Well, there, well, there you go. Hey, you know, when in doubt, just think back the night before when you got some pussy. Or dick, if you're into that, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, whoever you are. You got you got some tail in some direction. Cheers, Matt, to tail and, and uh, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day. Uh, like I said, he's drinking, I'm drinking. We're going... I have no Irish whiskey or Irish anything in my house, so this is Sailor Jerry's. So, uh, so I could drink and be calm. I'm just gonna do an ounce shot. So an two. ounce. Yeah. Come by. Come by. All right, drink two. And I got something that's not alcoholic, just to have something in me. <laughs> that's fair. I got my chips. I got a little bit more Coke. I've got a water. Always keep the water. On debt. I am out of snacks. I have a store to buy some of those. Um, because we're just gonna be high tomorrow while making corned beef and just having this a bunch of Irish food and drink. So that's my good time for tomorrow because I'm off of work for ten days. Yeah. Oh, another thing to add to my daily life for those who may give a shit or not. I got my first ever tattoo on Sunday. Yes, you did. I got an anime tattoo, guys. Yep, he's a, I, he's a fucking weeb, though. I'm a weebo. Um, it would require me to take off my shirt, and I don't think anybody wants me to take off my shirt on live te- on live uh, live broadcast, so I will not. It's on my back. It's the Akatsuki Cloud with the Sasuke curse mark in the direct center, and there's a little ring of activation around it. Really cool. Um, I'll send it to Matt so he can post it on socials, um, and I'll post it on my socials as well. Yep. And, um, yeah. Anyway, Matt, we're six minutes in. We talked about our lives. Um, All right, let's let's get to a couple of news then. Yep, let's get to the news, buddy. All righty, we got some uh, announcements for anime adaptations, and some have release dates. Mm. Uh, the Vexations of a Shut-In Vampire Princess is going to get a Fall 23 premiere. Uh, the Whisper Me a Love Song uh, Yuri anime is going to yes. be winter, winter 24. Yuri, Yuri. Yep, so Yuri. next year. Yuri, I know, dude. Fuck, 2024. Son of a bitch. Uh, the manga Kini Kuman gets a new anime series. Or Muscle Man. Not the brave, not the brave Muscle Man. <laughs> Natural Muscle Man. Do the Muscle Man dance. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> Do the Muscle Man dance. You may get injured and may miss out on WrestleMania. Oh, fuck it, man. Um, Alia sometimes hides her feelings in Russian. Is getting a TV anime. That'll be cute. Especially, you know no, why? It does I, look I, good. You know why I think that is because we saw Dance Dance Dancer and we had the Russian influence in that. And I thought that was particularly well done. So if they do something of similar ilk, I think that'll be a fun watch. Right. I'm all, I'm all for that. Uh, my company, Small Senpai, is getting a win- uh, Sorry, a summer 23. Oh, good job for that one. Hi. Let's see. Uh, Berserker Gluttony is uh, got confirmed for 2023. Doesn't know what season yet. Probably summer or fall. Mm. Uh, if my wife became an elementary school student, is getting an anime project. A little weird. Is there a synopsis? Oh, let me see. Following on no, the heels, following yeah. on the heels of last week's announcement, Matt of uh, what's it called? I got reincarnated as a vending machine. Yes. Uh, Kisuke Nijima lost his beloved wife Take ten years ago. 
Since then, he doesn't feel alive and is seen as a gloomy man. The only family Kisuke is left with is his only daughter, Mai. Kisuke wants Mai to be happy, but he has not done anything for his daughter other than providing living expenses. The father and daughter's time stopped 10 years ago. They are living in the same house, but live separate lives and do not communicate well. One day, an elementary schoolgirl appears in front of Nijima's house and claims that she is the reincarnation of Take. Yes, Kat. That's all we got for that one. Okay. Yeah, uh... What's up, Chris? I might be good. Hey, how you doing, Chris? It does sound sus. Uh, what you call it? Ishura is going, to, is going to be a Disney Plus exclusive. Yeah. So, that means we'll get it on Hulu. Yep. Uh, for the people that watch Shaman King, Shaman King Flowers has their date for winter 2024 in the winter. And the girl I like forgot her glasses. It got confirmed for summer 23. Uh, the 100 girlfriends who really, 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 really love you gets an anime adaptation for 2023. <laughs> Sounds like they really love him. Really love him. The 100 girlfriends. Sugoku. Uh, Mirage Queen Vacancies Elegantis. It's a new anime. And finally, one that we're going to close with Two Year Eternity gets confirmed for season three. Yep. I don't, you know, we'll talk about it. Yeah, uh, apparently, this is going to be where the manga readers are saying this is where it gets bad. Really? But I, I, I guess we'll, we'll talk about it later when we get to it. Indeed. But we'll see. We'll be, since we don't read it, we'll be in there fresh. Indeed. Alrighty, uh, shall we get to the reviews? Go ahead, good sir. Fuck, that's right. <laughs> yeah, why would you say, uh, yeah, you're the one that's fucking doing it first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Womp, womp, womp. womp. Okay, uh, let's go with the penultimate for Pokemon. Alright. Uh, put to where we left off, we saw Latios communicate with Latias, and turns out Latios is in trouble because of some guy named Hunter. Uh, basically, he's gonna hunt, he's, he's hunting our legendaries, trying to catch him. So Ash and the crew follow Latias to go, you know, Hunter. Uh, they fight for a little bit. Hunter has a Hydra get on. Uh, they retreat for a bit, making sure that basically Latias is healed up. And of course, eventually they go back to get a rematch. Hunter loses. Mm. Yay! So Latias thanks Ash for the help. And for watching over his sister Latias, mm-hmm. the two fly away. He'll never see them again. We had a little tease of, also we had a little tease of Team Rocket. Not sure what they're doing yet. It's blasting off again. Well, again, last week it was uh, they went separate ways. So yeah. we'll see what happens to them. They'll get significant others and live happily ever after. They can just date each other. Wait, you said, but isn't James gay? No. Someone, I swore I heard that the James is gay. No. I swear to God I heard that somewhere. Yeah, he uh, so he dresses in drag for disguises. He ain't gay. I swore I, I he's by. I'm, I'm sure he's by. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's by. James is gay. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting fun fact. Cool, okay. Didn't make it didn't matter. I was just like, oh okay. yeah. but uh what you call it? Next week we will have the finale and Ash's retirement is right. Twelve years old and he's retiring. What a life, eh? Yeah, right. I wonder how much money he got paid for us uh, being wow. a Pokemon champion. I wonder how many dicks his mom got for uh, being the mom of a Pokemon champion. Uh, let's see. Oak, Mr. Mime. I'm sure there's some bystanders. Oh, that, if you uh, fuck a Pokemon, is it bestiality? Pokephilia. 
Pokephilia. Pokephilia. You should put that on Urban Dictionary and see if that blows up. I said to put it on there. If it's on there already, shit. I'm I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking. Oh, good God. Oh, God, it's here. It is there. (laughs) Yep. People who are sexually and are mostly attracted to Pokemon on an intimate level, they may be straight, homo, or bisexual, also may or may not be attracted to normal animals as well. Normal animals, okay. Or not. Are there normal animals in Pokemon? I don't recall. I mean, I mean there's there, there's cow, birds, there's bee. regular dogs. Oh, okay. Isn't that some shit? Imagine if you're like a regular like dog, and you're like, man, like me, my life is a dog, right? And then fucking like you see like fucking a Pokemon doing really cool shit, and you're like, eh, I can't do anything. It's like I want to do that. <laughs> I want to fly. I want to fucking shoot fire from my breath. Right? Wanna, yeah. Come I on. I want to squirt all over people. Squirtle, squirtle. Exactly. All right, let's move on. Uh, Bofuri, okay. Episode eight. Yep. Uh, the Flame Emperors are back just before the eighth event starts. Uh, basically, the people with their monsters level them up a bit. But for the eighth events, it's going to be the preliminary, which mm. is a survival game. Mm. Uh, basically, all your guild members—they're all got to survive for a certain time limit. The rule thirty-four is real. I agree. <laughs> but uh, what you call it? Basically, um, the the longer you survive, you survive the whole thing, and the amount of monsters you kill, you get to go to a more difficult level at the future events for the actual main events. Mm. So that's what they're all doing with that. Of course, for Maple's group, uh, they're doing they're all separate, but they're all doing well. But uh, Maple gets uh, gets nerfed a bit. Okay. Hers is uh, basically her abilities are a little weakened. And monsters are running away from her. Mm. So basically, the monsters run away. She can't get points. Mm. So it's like, ah, shit. Because she killed the she, she killed the monsters. Because again, everyone in that group is fucking OP. But no. um, yeah, she uh, wanders around in the forest, hits this uh, mushroom thing, and it shoots out spores. And with this, it makes monsters attracted to them to attack whoever hit the thing. So now the the monsters that run away from Maple are now attacking her head on. But she has a fucking cannon, so bitches love cannons, and the shield turns into a mech. Bitches love all the... Yes. So Maple's uh, fucking mech fan starts shooting at all the monsters. They're fine over there. That's cool, whatever. And then we get checked up on the other ones. The twins are doing okay. Uh, Kanade had a little bit of trouble with a two-on-one, two-on-one assault, but... Like you see that she lost, but it was her decoy, not her. Like she did a kagebushi no jutsu type of shit. Mm-hmm. So all that's going on uh, is sends a message to everyone saying, "Hey, I'm gonna set up a traps here, so don't basically don't get caught in it." Uh, a couple of uh, NPCs get caught in it, so sucks for them. Sucks to suck. Yep, sucks to suck. That's exactly right. Uh, what you call it? Sally sees. Oh, there's strong people ahead, and of course, it's the uh, one of the top two players, Pain and me. So they have a little friendly sparring match, the dragon, the phoenix. Mm-hmm. But stalemates because Maple basically cock locked them with uh shooting in, shooting her cannon randomly while she was being eaten by an alligator. Mm. So it was like, ah oh, wee, this is fun. And they're like, Yeah, my mood's gone. I can't fight you anymore. We're good. <laughs> we'll do it later. <laughs> oh, oh, come here. So Mood Killer and Sally was like, oh but of course talking to no one that uh Maple's team uh, did really well. They have the so they're at, they're doing they're doing the high difficulty for when they do the main events. 
I think it's either going to be next episode or be where that season will end. We got four more episodes because of the delays. Yep. So mid-April, that'll be done. On camera. You're going to be on camera. Whoop. Kitty. 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 Where's your kitty? Oh, uh, they're not here. All right. Locked them out. Oh, what's that one thing? Like the when they're like, oh, ah, oh, chicken wing, chicken wing, chicken wing, chicken wing. Hot dog and ballad. Hot dog and ballad. What the fuck? All righty. Uh, okay. Uh, we're going to go with Blue Lock. All right. Two more episodes. All right. Izaki is very desperate to try to beat Rin. Two more episodes so... and the World Cup ended like six months ago. No, no. Well, they're not doing the World Cup. That's pop- It'll probably be like season two. I think it's just the tr- the progress of Blue Lock. And maybe the season will end with the World Cup if they win it or never. Yeah, we'll, we'll bank on never. Yeah, we'll bank on never. Unless, uh, you know what I would it. love? I, you know what I would die laughing if you told me? And they lost in the, in the semifinals to the South Koreans. I would fucking die laughing. It was the Saudis. I'll never forgive the Saudis. Exactly. All right, let's move on. Uh, what you call it? So, uh, again, the score is 4-3 to three with uh, Team Rin. And uh, what you call it? Uh, Isaki gets a one-up on Rin again by p- tossing the ball to Baru. And then Baru is a fucking king. He's awakening himself again. Gets the goal. It's tied 4-4. Four to four. Mm. And when all this is going on, Bachira is still having this little inner struggle with himself because, again, he found people he wants to play soccer with. But the fact that Isagi and Rin are competitive against each other, he feels forgotten. Like I, like he, like he's falling behind after, after what he's finally got something that he wanted. So we get a little bit more flashbacks, and it's about the demon. I thought about that. He has the demon, and like talks. He has voices in his head. They talk to him. They understand. They talk to him. Okay, Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah, good. I'm glad you got that. I hear voices in my head. They exactly. talk to me. You know, I miss him. Let's, let's be real. I know, dude. I do too. Not the same, man. <laughs> Not the same. You know, and even though it was a comedy act, him and Riddle were really solid. It looked like he was having fun for a few years. It was. It was fun without the booze. Although he still drinks it. Yeah, does uh, does wish Riddle stopped having birds and giraffes flying out of his ass with this. Yes, indeed. Nobody liked that at all. Yeah, nobody liked that. It was a stupid idea from Bad Creative. Maybe children. No, I don't think even they asked for it. <laughs> you don't think the children asked for birds coming out of a man's ass? No. <laughs> I don't think they. Oh hell! I don't think they even saw it live when they're. <laughs> Mommy, if I try hard enough, can I have an eagle come out of my? Well, butt? if you have, sh- have enough shrooms, sweetie. Speaking of, oh my god, you want to hear something really disgusting? Sure, sure, sure. So my my cousin Eddie, right? He put me onto some shit, and um, what the fuck? I was talking about something about something about ass fucking, right? There's a joke, and he's like, okay. yeah, that, he's like that gerbil you put up your ass, and I was like, what the fuck? Who the fuck would put a gerbil up your ass, like up up their own ass? And he's like, it's a legitimate thing. I was like, huh? And he's like, yeah, apparently what they You're do... You're gerbiling. You, you've heard of this? Yes. <laughs> I have not. For those oh, of God. you unaware, you put a gerbil in a little bottle, right? And you stick the end of the, the fat end of the bottle up your ass. And you light a fire on the other end of the bottle so the bottle gets hot. And the gerbil runs away from the fire and the gerbil goes in your ass. I was like, what the fuck kind of people are there out in the world that come up with this shit? That would even have a desire to have a gerbil up their ass. <laughs> Did you not watch South Park? <laughs> I don't really watch South Park. I've Let me wait. Episodes, I've seen many episodes of South Park, but I'm not a religious. No, no there was a rumor where this uh, news guy, uh, he found there was a gerbil in his ass that apparently overdosed on cocaine. What in the fucking gerbil? <laughs> cocaine gerbil? 
Yes. Cocaine gerbil. Oh no. Yes. Oh no. That's like some the, the what's it called? Dreamcatcher with the with the fucking alien coming out the guy's ass. Yes. Oh god. Yeah, that. All right, let's let's continue. Let's move on. Let's move on. We had one viewer um, join and immediately drop when they talked about ass gerbil. Alright. Uh basically uh Batra eventually gets the ball. Uh like because basically they thought Rim was gonna get it, but no, Batra got it. And now he's awakened himself and he's telling the deep his inner demon that he doesn't need him anymore. Mm. Like he wants to be like he wants to be free from the shackles. Like I don't wanna pass it to where the demon is to this player or stuff like that. Basically the demon's telling him where to pass it. Mm. He wants to make his own choices. He wants to do it by himself. Mm. He's running towards the goal. He has a clear shot. He goes to kick it. Wide left. E- Isagi catches it just in time with his foot. Oh, deflection. Yeah, he's like, I knew you were going to do that, you motherfucker. That was where that episode ended. Did you say motherfucker? Then... No, I thought that's how he got like I do like I knew that was your plan, damn it. You thought it was but, you, but it was me. Yeah. But actually before that though, Isagi had a clear shot, went for the goal, but Ren took caught it with his head, like headshot, to block it. That was where Bachira got the ball. Like, oh, okay, yeah, fuck, cool, we're good there. Two more episodes. Are you looking forward to this ending? <clears throat> In terms of, because you know, I feel like this is one of those shows for you that's like kind of like not. Would you say it's drug? It feels a little like it's drug, like drug along. Uh, I felt like that with the first half, not the second half. Okay. Like I said, I feel like Core Two is a lot better. Because I like the more intensity of these games, the cool animation shots, and the nice little combos that went that they do with it. Wombo combo, wombo combos, yeah. But no, it's one of those like, yeah, I am looking, I am looking forward to moving on because we're gonna have a lot for spring. We're gonna have a lot this season, this year as a whole. Oh yeah, so so <clears throat> I'm relieved in that regard. Like, oh no, it's gonna be a free course. So no, thank you. Indeed. Uh, I believe I have one more. Indeed, sir. Let me check. While Matt checks yep. his list, I'm watching Puerto Rico and Mexico. Puerto Rico's up four to one. Bottom of the fourth, one out. Oh, one count. Oh, for baseball? Yes, world baseball. All right. Uh, all right, I got it. Vinland Saga, my main event. How did you forget about Vinland Saga? No, well, I'll see. There was one more before I went to it. Ah. Uh. Which I didn't. Because, uh-huh. again, I'm not watching Spy Classroom anymore. Indeed, we're not. All right. Uh, a little bit of a time skip. Three years. Little bit. Yeah. It's just, oh, it's just three years. Uh, Torfin and Einar, they're uh, of course they're doing uh, more farm work, and the forest is finally clear. They cut down all the trees. Everything's looking nice. They're talking about how close they are to getting their freedom. Of basically, course. basically ne- harvest next year. Once that goes well, they'd be free. Cool. Uh, of course, the master comes by. Uh, Kettle, you, you can check him out. He's impressive. Everything. So yeah, how about that? Uh, about your little uh, harvest. Just, you think we'll be fine? Like, yes. Okay, so just sow the seeds, and you're free. Okay. But they 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 have to wait till he comes back from his visit to a kingdom before they're free. Like, don't just, basically, don't just, don't just sow the seeds and then bounce when he's not there. Yep. So, so yeah, Torfin and Einar, they're shocked, but also incredibly happy. So, uh, what you call it? Kettle goes along his way. Uh, Torfin and Einar, they're, they're talking for a bit. They're going to talk about, and they're talking about what they're going to do once they're free. Like, what's their plan? Hmm. Um, Einar doesn't know. Um, Einar doesn't know. I'm sorry. No, basically, it's like, 
there's there's no point in going home because his family's dead. Rip. So, so it's not like he has a phone to go home to go home to. Rip. And uh and and he can't just take Arnhide, the, the the girl that he likes, the the female slave. Yeah. Because Kettle likes her because he tells her all of his secrets, so only she knows about Kettle not being a fighter. So he doesn't want to give that up. Okay. And then that's Torfin and Basically, he talks about how he asked him, like, hey, do you think it'd be nice if there was no war and all this? Ideally, sure. Yeah, ideally. So, in, you know, <clears throat> in medieval times. So, and then, yeah, they have a laugh a bit, Torfin smiling. So, so we get, we get the happy side of the episode. Now we're going to get the dark side of this episode. <laughs> Ooh, okay. With, with uh, King Canute. Uh, he's traveling to Denmark because his brother is ill. Okay. So basically, yeah, Kane Harold. Uh, basically, he's going there to go pay his respects, check up on him. So they get to Denmark. Sorry, uh, Jelland. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the kingdom. Jelland for uh, Denmark. Uh, he Canute reflects a bit. Actually, before that though, he's here and he sees uh, his his dead father. He's like he's seeing things. This is his dead father, his headless father. Mm. <clears throat> like, like, basically taunted him and all that. So, Canoe's not over his father. And then they get to Jalen. He goes to visit him, and basically, King Harold tells him, basically, Denmark is yours because they don't think he's going to last much longer. And then Canoe's like talking, like, "Oh, look, I don't want your kingdom and all that. Like, you're going to be fine." And you see the father's head again, where the brother's laying down. Mm-hmm. Say, oh, oh, stop being so nice. We all know what really happened. You poisoned your brother. So Canute poisoned his own brother. Mm. To be king. For both England and Denmark. Even the father said, your brother did nothing to you. You guys could have ruled the world together, but you chose to kill him. You piece of shit. So now you're going to have the burden of two kingdoms and the people around the world coming after you a lot more, basically. Right. So yeah, Canute he leaves the room and just he's just talking his head again. He's like, I feel and he and he's talking to his father like he he's the only one that can see him. And basically I'm telling you everything because I feel like you're the only one I can relate to. I hate you for so long, but now I'm Kane, I kinda get how you think. Right. So the it's the whole curse of the crown, but now twice. So he's gonna have it rougher than the king because again, the king separated the two kingdoms to his kids. Right. So that was where that episode ended. And holy shit, Canute is ruthless. Killing your old brother for being nothing but nice to you. At least he didn't fuck his sister for being pretty. Yeah. <laughs> dot 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 dot. Yet. <laughs> he has a sister. Yeah. Always uh, seems that way, right? Yep. It's England in the medieval time. Oh, then you know they fucked their sister. All right, I'm done. All right, here comes an hour. Time in at 30 yep, minutes. I, I did 25 minutes. Let's go. Yep. Right. No, you did like 20, dude, because you had like five minutes of thing. That's right. Okay. Then yeah, anyway. Go ahead. All right, so we'll go first with Reborn to Master the Blade. Episode 10 was relatively solid um the episode starts off with leone uh fighting her brother leon and they're going through a whole back and forth battle leon is leon's actually surprised that leone is like grown so much and has him on the defensive um so he's pretty impressed and leone for her you know 
is she for her side she's really stressed she's upset she's fighting with pure emotion <coughs> excuse me because of the fact that um her brother had you know betrayed the kingdom <coughs> etc <coughs> excuse me right. all right there we go all right um so yeah so they're going back and forth eventually they stop and the leader whose name i'm forgetting of the blood of the blood chain brigade i kept saying bloodborne brigade but it's the blood chain brigade um th- she mentions to both leone and uh, lisa let that they are not there to fight them and basically their whole goal is to kill the new emissary they, they basically reveal that another emissary from the highland is coming to the kingdom and they're not only going to take ripple away but they're also going to um take the entire like land of the kingdom with them um and of course we learned in the previous episode when they do that um, they basically either kill off the residents or they treat them as slaves because they consider them underlings. And so he's like, hey, we're going to kill this piece of shit <clears throat> and you guys can do whatever the fuck you want in the chaos. Just don't get in our way. And they disappear. But before they disappear, Leon looks at Leon. She's like, he's like, hey, um, I, there's nothing left that I can teach you. And I'm happy about that. And she's and he smiles as he walks away with the Bloodshame Brigade. Leon and Lisa Lett are like, fuck, we got to let everybody know. So they go let the principal know of everything that goes on and the plan and so um inglis comes up with a plan to basically be there at the coronation um so her and ronnie are there um as maids they're basically like attendants based like a uh attendants i guess you could say you know they're like you know putting the food away you know giving wine etc and the the emissary comes and he's a high-ranking emissary he's like the general of their like army and he is a true piece of shit he is a fucking asshole straight asshole um and he's like oh you guys are like beneath me you guys are pieces of shit like you guys are so stupid like i'm talking about shit to your face and you guys are like yes we love you we worship you how stupid can you be blah 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 blah. um so the king is a putz you know and he's like all right you know it is what it is whatever i just don't want to get in trouble whatever the case is and as the emissary is talking and i forget the emissary's name but in any case the emissary is talking um someone that's with the blood chain brigade goes over tries to assassinate him completely fucking just fails and the the emissary from the highland is op as shit he waves his like two fingers like this for those who are watching on camera and like literally splits this guy's fucking head open just death right just with two fingers yes Right, and I was like, "Oh shit!" <clears throat> so the emissary, after the fact, is like, "Hey, um, so you know, I'm gonna blame you because one of your people tried to kill me." So <clears throat> the king gets on his knees, prostrates, dogazes, and is like, "I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, it wasn't us. You know, please forgive me." And he's like, "You know what?" He's like, "I," he's like, "I believe you, but you still need to be punished." I'm gonna take your arm with his two fingers. Swipe, arm is gone, <clears throat> and he's like, "Oh my god." Ronnie, throughout this entire situation, is pissed off at the emissary being a, a fucking bastard. So Ronnie and Inglis step up to the podium where they're at, and Ronnie and Inglis begin to heal the king, the king's arm. And the emissary is like, you know what? That's fine. I don't care if you heal the king's arm, but I'm taking somebody's arm as punishment for this, right? So Inglis steps up, and she's like, hey, why don't you try and take my arm, big guy? Huh? And so what she does is she puts, again, she uses Aether. And Aether is an unknown power to the kingdom at this stage. She doesn't know, again, whether they've gone back in time or forward in time. But it's either a lost art or it's an unknown art. So she puts up an Aether shield. And the the emissary's power is completely fucking useless. It's just absolutely fucking useless. Right? And he's all pissed off. He's like, why isn't my power taking your arm? This is bullshit. He uses both hands with two fingers, nothing. He's going crazy. And he's like, oh, and he's like, who the fuck are you? And English is like, I'm just a maid, you know? 
being fucking silly. So he's like, you know what? That's fine. He's like, I'm not even here for Ripple, honestly. He's like, I'm here for something else. And all of a sudden, the roof from the uh, from the the hall there in the great hall there in um, rips off, and a giant fucking, I guess, some sort of machine or like ship comes from underneath or from the skies, and that's where the episode ends. So <clears throat> that was a relatively solid show. Um, I should always start with Inukai-san because I don't ever summarize it on verbally. Inukai-san was relatively interesting <laughs> the episode starts off with um basically uh karen's um what's it called karen's uh class and they're doing the um uh what's it called the the dog cafe right but they're not getting many customers because of the fact that um uh is it usagi i forget her name um give me one moment usagi yep i was correct usagi's um uh what's it called class are doing a bunny cafe <clears throat> and they're dressed up in bunny outfits and they're stealing all the customers away with the cute bunnies so then uh what's it called karen for her credit comes up with an idea basically to offer uh doggy uh foot uh foot baths and so basically the dog licks the, the person's foot. And of course you get the super sexualized version where everybody's having fucking orgasms and moaning because they're getting their, their toes and, and feet licked. So that's uh, interesting to say the least. And toward the end of the day, as they're wrapping up, the big moment happens where we see the, um, we see the, what's it called? Um, the scientist. She actually, toward the end of the episode reveals her name. Her name is Inari and Inari goes over to Karen and is looking for Pochita and Pochita's like, he's, she's like, you know, like, what would you do? What would you say if uh, your dog wasn't really a dog? What would you say if your dog was a human disguised as, as a dog? Would you still love it? And Karen is just like shocked. She's like, oh my God, what the fuck is happening? Pochita's like trying to make her feel better. And she's trying to get like a reaction from uh, Inari. So she's, he starts ferociously licking. And at first, Inari is not budging. She's no selling the, the foot licks. Like, oh, this ain't shit. But eventually, he starts really working it. He's working it. He's working that foot with his tongue. And eventually gets her to like moan a little bit. And Inari's like, you know what? I'm good. <clears throat> right? And she walks out. And she said, thanks for the coffee. Because she had a coffee while she was getting her foot licked. And um, Poshita's like, no, you're not going to get away from me. So he follows her. And apparently the school that they're at has an abandoned school building. And so he follows her into the abandoned school building. And we find out that's where Inari's lab is. And he can't find Inari. Inari is basically sitting on a desk. And was like, looking for me, little doggy? And that's how the episode ends. So that's the penultimate episode of that uh, season. And it's setting up for some sort of showdown between Poshita and Inari where Karen will obviously show up to save the day or Usagi or both of the girls. Um, Cause Usagi is pretty aware of the fact that the dog is senpai. She just doesn't know how, but he's pretty confident that senpai. So um, yeah. And I was telling my friends this, you know, they were laughing. They're like, well, why are you watching fucking hentai? And I was like, I'm not watching hentai. I was like, it looks like hentai sounds like hentai, but this actually has like a story to it. And it's not like, it's not as bad as some of the other etchies that have zero story. It's just like, Oh, sexual shit for no reason. Right. Or like bullshit plot with sexual shit. Like, no, there's an yeah. actual relative plot to this. And there's subplots to this as well involving Pochita as a human and, you know, the effect of being a loner and not being noticed. And, you know, there's little things you can pick up on it. And I'll explain more as we wrap up next season but or next next the week after next since you're gone. Um, but in any yeah, case, uh, are we doing awards when I come back or because most mm -hmm. of them will be done? Do you want to do like a what a three parter? Oof. Well, I said, if I get caught up for the two weeks, 
And, and you know what other... I think happened because the week the week you come back or the week we're slated to come back is WrestleMania week. So that's before WrestleMania. It's right before. So um I said if everything's almost aired, we could probably do it. Just an award show. Like we'll do we'll do some of the reviews and then we could just do the awards where we wait a week after. Yeah. I mean this week coming up is when the majority of things are ending for the most part. Right. Yeah. So we'll figure it out. Okay. Continue. We can figure it out. All right. Moving on. Uh what's next on my list? Um Fire Hunter. Fire Hunter is odd. They capped it at 10 episodes. So the show yeah. the season's gonna end next week, which is interesting. Tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, it's gonna end tomorrow, which is interesting. Um, mainly with Fire Hunter. Um what the fuck even happened on Fire Hunter, really? Um it's kind of like kind of a bittersweet thing where basically um <clears throat> now that uh toko excuse me now that toko has um is it a gay it's a gay podcast don't know what no. you mean don't know what you mean yeah, anyway what the hell are you talking about no clue only on the weekends although it's a weekend. yeah exactly. <laughs> no but um so um now that toko has basically fulfilled her mission she um basically is like she uh, akari tells her like hey you fulfilled your mission you've done well um let, you should take a ride on the next collection truck and go back home to your to your family and your village and toko's like no i basically want to stay with you um while you see out this mission and basically we find out from the god like when the same god that came from like episode eight appears right. before koshi and tells him hey in nine days the spiders are going to attack the capital all's going to be lost good luck kid so he basically took Koshi gets um Akari and the other fellow, um, whose name is slipping my mind. Give me a second. Uh it's not here. That's wonderful. Okay. Anyway, the other fire hunter. Um, and basically, uh, what's it called? They are um trying to figure it out basically, like how what they're gonna do. And so Akari basically says, like, hey, I'm gonna appeal to the king or whatever about you know trying to get help and about dealing with the skyfire and basically at the end of the day if they're able to conquer this like flame the flickering flame is what it's called it's basically a flame it's like kind of like a, an asteroid right or like a shooting star or um, comet it's like a comet but when you look at it from space it's really just a satellite from the previous civilization that's still there which is kind of interesting as well so i'm not making coherent sense because it's really hard to make sense of fire hunter but there yep. is, like I said, there's intrigue to this. And, you know, it's a short season, thank God. So there's only six more episodes since you stop at episode four, I believe, right? I stopped at five. You stopped at five. So you only have five. So it'll be easy watch for you. It's just, it's odd. It's just odd. It's hard to summarize because of how unique they tell the story and, like, some of the moving parts involved. But it's not bad. So that's about all I really have for Fire Hunter, honestly. Um, right. it's, you know, I could probably do better, but, eh. All right, next for me is Reincarnation of the Strongest Exorcist. Strongest Exorcist. Let me pull up my review for Strongest Exorcist. Um, so episode 10 was fairly interesting. Seiku, um, Seiku, <laughs> Seika invites um, Amiu and Mabel to the mansion on Spring Break. She mentions that uh, his father wants to meet the two girls. And they're like, okay, cool, no problem. And they head there. And upon arrival, everyone, you know, greets Seika and Aoife, including uh, Gly, the, the asshole brother. Immediately, as soon as he comes, he's like, I've been waiting for this moment. Why don't you uh, duel me? And Seika's like, go ahead and duel Amu, right? Duel her first. And if you beat her, I'll fight you, right? And so they fight the two duel. And basically, 
um, he uh, Amu puts Gly on the back foot. And before the, the the duel happened, they they said like no magic is allowed. This is just straight physicality, right? Like okay, no problem, right? So <clears throat> Gly takes out his magic wand and starts doing uh, incantation, <clears throat> and Mabel steps back because she's like, oh no, this wasn't part of it. And basically, he's able to uh, Gly's able to take the sword and whip it out, out of her hand, and he's like, I win. And Amu was like, you cheated, and you're like, hey, no one said that I couldn't fake it. One, two, when you're on the battlefield, you could cheat all you want. To live fair 100 fair in my opinion right. but um a woman comes out right and it's a, a blue-haired girl um i forget her name but she's considered the holy princess and she's the one who wants to meet amu and seika and mabel and ifa and we find out she's called the holy princess because of the fact that she was uh born the uh the daughter of a uh of a noble as well as the daughter of a, of a priestess. But not only, we find out later on the type of priestess her mother was before she passed away. But regardless, they meet, and everyone's like, dude, why didn't you tell me it was the princess that wanted to meet me? Well, I thought it was your father. Like, oh, well, you wouldn't have come if that was the case, right? But throughout like the, the, throughout this like episode, Gly has changed significantly. Before, Gly was brash. He was a dick to his brother. Now, uh, you know, they get along. Like, they're, like, they're cordial. They're cordial. He's attentive to the princess because he's part of the princess's holy knights. And so basically after dinner, right? Um, oh, and by the way, during the dinner, we find out in a flashback from uh, Seika's father that Ifa's father is mad at Seika's father for allowing Ifa to go with Seika to the academy. And so the father asked the father, like, hey, are you mad I let your daughter go with my son because you didn't want him to go to the academy? He goes, no, I'm just mad because your son's a weirdo and a creep. And he's yeah. like, well, I don't think that. My son is very talented. So I think he's just fine. Aoife's just fine. Everything's going to be okay. And the, the father of Aoife's like, mm, all right, whatever. Right? So the next day after that's done. Oh, and the other thing also, sorry, going backwards, in that um, in that same dinner, his mother, who never like took claim of him, right, because he's a bastard child, the mother was saying, and I, it might be just because the princess is there, but was like, hey, you should write home more. And he goes okay and he's like oh that took me by surprise like what the fuck so um after dinner um seika's just chilling in his in his room there's a knock at the door it's amu amu comes in the room and seika's like hey you know you shouldn't come to a, a guy's uh, a boy's room this late it's really late at night you shouldn't come here right and she's like well you see me naked anyway so what difference does it make now right it's a little too late for that and he's like yeah that's true so they start talking and she just reaffirms that like you know hey what are you gonna do when you graduate He's like, I don't know. She's like, what about you? She's like, I'm going to go be an adventurer like I told you in the caves. And he's like, I did promise you that we were supposed to go adventuring. So I don't know much about adventuring, but, you know, I promise that uh, we will go adventuring together when we graduate. And she's like, you promise? And they're like, pinky promise. And the pinky promise. It's cute. And, you know, there's a little bit of like, you could tell, like, even though Aoife's the the main character that likes Seika, Amu has a little bit of like a tiny crush. But like it's she understands like Aoife's first. Aoife's the one that loves him more. So she kind of like falls back and they're just very cool. So it's not bad. So the next day, Aoife, um, no, not Aoife, I'm sorry. Uh, Amu, uh, Gly, the princess and Seika all go out onto the town. And the princess basically takes uh seika like a you know kind of like a date right holding his hand walking him around etc and um as they're walking around town 
uh they're like tell them like yo be careful like you know this kind of you know we don't know what's going on somebody may attack you as they're walking next to some construction of course the construction beams from the construction fall down gly and um amy use magic to protect seika and the princess and the, everyone around them was like magic magic who are they like are they special like who's that is that a princess who's that so they get out the way and uh, Seika apologizes for not protecting the princess himself. The princess is a little annoyed, thinking like she expected more from him, basically. So Seika, as a make good good gift, goes to like a little stand and gets her like a little hair tie and says, "This is from me. Sorry, it's not anything you know fancy, but you know I think it would it's it's a nice tie to commemorate your time here." And she's like, "Oh, I love it. Thank you so much." Blah 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 blah. End episode. <clears throat> In an after credit scene, though, uh, Gly is training at home, and Seika comes up and he's like, "Oh, ever diligently training, aren't you?" And he goes, you know, they start talking about Amiu, and they said basically, like the princess wanted to meet Amiu because she's the hero, and and Seika kind of stays like kind of quiet, and he's like, Gly's like, and you knew that. It seems like you already knew that. So they keep continuing more, and she's and his his brother, to his credit, basically warns Seika like, hey, the princess isn't all that she seems. Like on the outside, she's really friendly and you know very cheerful, but she's a politician at heart, and. You know, do you know why they call her the Holy Princess? And they're like, oh well, she was the the you know born the the daughter of uh, of a king and a, and a and a priestess. And she goes, yeah, but the priestess that she um is the daughter of is the Oracle Priestess, and the Oracle Priestess passed down her power. Her power is that the princess can see into the future, and so she knows about Amu. She knows about Seika. She knows their futures, and so he warns Seika like, hey. Just, you know, be careful because things aren't as they seem. At the end of the day, the princess, regardless, is the princess. And she's got the best interests of the kingdom in mind. Held, you know, fate be damned with either of you guys. So be careful. And that's how they end the episode officially. So a little bit of intrigue there. I like it. And that comes off the heels of the previous episode where they introduced the bad guys um, for the, I guess, probably, it seems like maybe it'll be next season. It may be the final two episodes. I don't know. But um little bit of intrigue there, so not bad. Not bad. Moving on. Monono Gatari. Let me get my review for Monono Gatari. Chotomate kudasai. Ichi ni sanchi go roku nana monono. Monono Gatari. In about 15 seconds, I'm taking approximately to try and find this stupid fucking review. All right. So this episode of Monono Gatari was actually pretty cute. Um, the episode starts out with Hyoma um, at the after his battle, um, being offered to train to to team up with Subaki to go after the Paper Princess, and you know she asks like, "Hey, you mentioned my my brother and sister's name. You mentioned the paper, not the Paper Princess, sorry, the Paper Umbrella. Like you mentioned the Paper Umbrella. Like you know you want to go after it too." And they're like, "Yeah." And she proceeds to tell the story about how his brother and sister were like a light to her. Like she would be bored of her training because she was so good. And they were so much better. And like, you know, she she admired them and she basically wants to avenge them um, for their loss. And so while so while Hyoma is thinking about this, uh, you is there and you is like, I wouldn't take that if I were you and like internally. She doesn't ever speak this out loud, but she's like, I wouldn't take that if I was you because Subaki isn't the girl that you see in front of you. Subaki basically uses people as toys to just cover her ambition. And she's a savage. Like, she fucking mastered her fucking art at the age of, like, 10. Right? So she's, like, super legit, just like Hyoma. And maybe even better um, when it's all said and done. So Hyoma basically thinks about it. He's like, our goals align. It sounds like a really good deal. But 
part of me still wants to stay with the um, with the Nagatsuki household because this is part of my training too. While there's a goal at the end of the day is to kill the umbrella, the actual goal is to grow in both strength and in mind, which is very admirable. <clears throat> and as they're walking home, he like also reaffirms. He's like, you know, as much as the offer is good, I swore on my uh, on my on my brother and sister's grave that I would be the one to kill them alone. And so I want to accomplish that. No problem there. Right. From there, they arrive home and Bolton is pissed off at, at Hyoma. Like, you came back home all fucked up and bleeding. What the fuck, dude? Basically. Right. And she's like, I'm sorry. So the next day um, they have a gathering or maybe a few days later. I don't know. They have a gathering, a family gathering. And um, Hiori is like, hey, to celebrate Botan's final year of college and Hyoma making it three months in the uh, in, in the household of dying or, or fucking us kicking him out, we're going to have hot pot. And everyone's like, yay, hot pot. Yeah. And Hyoma's like, what's the big deal about hot pot? And he's like, and, and Hiori's like, well, you haven't been around our household, but hot pot's a really, like, really big thing we only do for, like, major celebratory means. So the fact we're doing hot pot's really cool. So she assigns tasks to everybody to do. Eventually, they all do them. Um, but the main story is basically focused on Hyoma and Botan. She puts them together and they're in charge of finding uh, the actual hot pot that's hidden somewhere in the house because they don't remember where it is. So everybody goes searching, everybody goes searching. And uh, we see Botan with a piece of paper. When she looks at the paper, we get a flashback to right after they're told their, their objective. And Hiori is like, use this opportunity. We're leaving you alone with him. Use this opportunity to get closer to him, find out more about him. And uh, Botan's like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, he doesn't even seem interested in me. Da, 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 da. And she goes, nonsense. And here's a piece of paper. Let him know. And it's like, oh, have you had a girlfriend? How long was your relationship? Have you been with a woman? Do you even like women? Do you like men? Like, all these, like, random questions, right, to ask. So she tries to find, like, little bits and pieces here and there to try and find an opportunity to ask him these questions. It just doesn't work out. Um, at the end, like, they're inside of a storage shed in the, in the compound. And um, Botan's like, all right, I'm going to go check the second floor. And she walks away. Hyoma goes to where she was at. And she's like, hey, you dropped something. He reads the paper. And Botan's freaking the fuck out. Like, oh, you know, it's just on. It's Hayori. Hayori wanted, wanted me to ask you those questions. Like, I know you're not interested. Da, 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 da. And Hyoma turns around and tells her like, hey, I know you're worried about the, the arranged marriage. Don't be worried about it. I'm not worried about it at all. And he uses like a big like old person's word like henceforth or or therefore something along those lines. Right. Something that's like he doesn't normally use. And she remembers in her head that one of the Sukumogami is like, hey, if he uses a big old person word, that means he's flustered. So Botan becomes mischievous for the first time. And she goes <laughs> and she's like, let me see your face, Yoma. No. And they like start playing like fucking dodge, 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 dodge. Eventually they trip on a box and Yoma ends up on his back and he's blushing. Botan's on top of him, looking at him, blushing, and then they get cock blocked by Hugh, who sees the scene and gets pissed off that it seems like Hyoma's trying to fuck Botan. And so the episode continues basically, um, you know, where they have the hot pot eventually. Um, they find the hot, they don't find the hot pot in the mansion. They found out the neighbor has the hot pot from a previous event. They lent it to him and they never got it back. So they went searching for nothing. But regardless, they have the hot pot. Botan gets a little drunk and starts getting like touchy feely on Hyoma and Hyoma's like freaking out. He's like, what the fuck is going on? I don't know what's going on. Um, but the two have another like amicable conversation and, and, and they get a little bit closer because of the hot pot, you know, when they get a moment to themselves. So right. a cutesy episode this time around for that. What's next for me? I, got, I believe two more. 
Yep, I got Boruto and Revenger. I'm actually gonna do Boruto first. Um, because right. I'm gonna do Boruto first because Boruto was actually fairly lit. Um, let me pull up the review for Boruto. Boruto. Udasai. It's like, no, you shut up. Udasai, Udasai, Udasai. Um, okay. So, like I said, this is one of the best episodes of Boruto that there's been, basically. Um, basically, Naruto figures out Boruto's gone, and the sensory team doesn't find him in the village. So, he uses Sage Mode. He busts out Sage Mode and is able to find him 40 kilometers away battling en- an enemy. Shikamaru comes over and was like, hey, that enemy's probably code. Um, and he's like, hey, we're not going to let you go alone. You no longer have Kurama. You're not going to be as effective, you know, and I'm the only person that's available. So I'm going with you to save the boys because you're not going to listen for if we told you not to go. So Shikamaru and Naruto basically go over. Um, Hinata wants to join them as well. But Naruto's like, nah, like stay at the house, guard him, Himawari. So Hinata gets a little bit of that, like, you know, like, hey, you're my wife, but you're useless type of thing. Yeah. yeah. And so the duo basically go after, after the boys. But the main focus is about Code and Boruto. So basically Boruto starts attacking Code. Gets his ass just wiped. He's just fucking getting his ass kicked. And Code basically tells him, like, hey, you know, you have karma, which gives you enhanced, like, speed, enhanced power. But it doesn't, you haven't mastered karma because the essence of karma is you become an experienced fighter by just the snap of your fingers. Because what is an Asutsuki? An Asutsuki is a battle-hardened alien that they've gone through millennia and millennia of battles as they conquered all these planets in the universe. So you should be able to tap into that. And Boruto manages to do that after hearing this. And not only is he able to tap into that, but he's able to retain his conscience. He's not uh, handing his his conscience over to Mamoshki. And he ends up putting Code on the back foot. And he kicks Code's ass for a little bit, right? And Kawaki comes in. Kawaki manages to land some shots. And they've got Code really reeling, right? And they're like, we can do this. We can do this. And then um, Boruto basically goes limp, right? He goes limp. And fucking starts writhing in pain. And Kawaki's like, what the fuck is going on? Code sees this opportunity, kicks Kawaki in the chest, and fucking he goes flying into the fucking forest, smacks a tree. He's out. He's out. He's done. And as Code is about to fucking do like one of his final blows to kill Boruto or to incapacitate him to feed him to the Tentails, time freezes. Time freezes. And um, what's it called? He's like Boruto's like, why is time frozen? And he looks at the shrubs, at the trees sees Momoshki there and Momoshki's like hey you thought you could stop my uh my uh my conscience because you're taking some fucking pills like the pills that Amado like treats that gives him to like stop the Osutsukification he's like you thought some silly pills were gonna stop me Boruto you're a fool right and he's he's like that's code he's like that's that that bastard that wants to fucking be a single Osutsuki right and he's like I'm gonna kill him he's like hey boy switch with me and so he fucking switches with, with fucking Boruto. Boruto loses his consciousness, basically. He becomes Momoshki. Momoshki fucking sticks his hand out with the karma seal fully in effect and goes, Rasengan. Like, just, you know, generic as fuck, Rasengan. And a humongous fucking Rasengan fucking comes out. And Code is just looking like, oh my god, I'm gonna die as he's facing this massive fucking Rasengan to end the episode. So, badass as fuck. They're actually, I, I believe I mentioned this last week, if I didn't, they're actually legitimately closing Boruto. At episode 293, that series is done, and they'll come up with a new name or something along those lines uh, for the next part. Um, which, by the way, you saw that, I, I don't know, is it really a joke, or people legitimately mean that, that the latest ep- the latest manga chapter of Boruto, they said it's, it's better than all of One Piece. People have been saying that, yeah. 
I chuckled because I don't believe it, and I'm a Boruto fan, and I don't read One Piece. No, it's just like, okay, you're going to compare one chapter to, like, over 1,200. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> Dude, do you want a spoiler on it? I seen it. That's a... You saw the, yeah. the what happened in the chapter. Yeah, yeah, with uh, Boruto now being the villain, yeah. Yeah, wow. That was pretty and, interesting. Yeah, Homeless, Naruto's dead. <laughs> that was pretty interesting. I, but okay. in any case... So this is how part two is going to be for Boruto, I guess. Well, no, I already know in part one, basically, they get their ass kicked, right? Like, Boruto, right. they're, they're going to be licking their wounds, and Ida's going to show up, and Ida's going to be, be a factor. Um, I think they have to get rid of Code, and Ida becomes, like, the main villain after they get rid of Code. Um, but I don't recall how that's done, because I didn't read the, fully into it. I didn't want to spoil myself that much. Right. And then finally, my last one is Revengers. Dude, I'm telling you, I know you said you wanted to go see the one um, on MI Revengers. I know you wanted to see on MI, but Revengers. Oh, what a fucking turn on Revengers. It was fucking wicked. I'm trying to see if I could find my fucking review. Where the hell is my fucking review? You know, I type in Revengers and it comes up with Tokyo Revengers. Ugh. Ugh. Here, let me do this. Let me go to the main group. Go men, guys. Go men. Not We're now in pal. Not go women. Go men. All right. Here we go. So, as I said, the penultimate episode, because this is the penultimate episode of Revengers, was absolutely fucking tits. It was fucking great. I saw this yesterday while I was out at my friend's house. She was playing the fucking Pokemon game on her uh, on her Switch while I was watching this, and I was pretty lit, and I was like, wow, this is fucking nuts. So, basically, Raizo and, Sh- and Shoji are out on a stroll while and they're the other revengers like the opposite clan of revengers is basically trying to assassinate them right and raizo basically takes down soji as soji unbeknownst to him is about to assassinate him because he's struggling with everything going on and raizo gets hit in like the back of the head but it's just like a like a flesh wound it's not anything serious and so they go away and um What's it called? Oh, I'm getting asked about. Da, 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 da. That's the joined ones later. Someone's asking about Angel Next Door. And I said, that's the joined ones later. Anyway. um, So we basically see uh, afterwards, like a flash forward. um, And it's Usui speaking with Soji. Soji asked to speak to Usui. And it's him, Teppa, and, and Usui in the... um in like their little bunker area. And he's like, I want you to break down everything that's really happened. So we find out in a couple shocking revelations. One, Usui knew he talked to Raizo's father-in-law and the father-in-law told him like, Hey, there's an assassin coming after me and I want you to, I'm going to bite a coin and I want you to go after my assassin. They find out who the assassin was after the fact that it happens. And um, there's a wedding gift that was commissioned by the father-in-law for her, his daughter, which is Raizo's fiance. As she's grieving over her father's death, she wants to know if they heard anything about her killer. And Usui, because he didn't know Raizo at the time, unbeknownst to him, mentions, oh, we just know the guy's name, Raizo, Kurima Raizo. And she fucking loses it. Like, she absolutely fucking loses it. She, like, goes, like, hysterical crying. Then she goes absolutely fucking mental. She bites the coin and says, I want you to kill that son of a bitch. Like, that guy was supposed to be my fiancé, but he was laughing at us the whole time. You motherfucker. Da-da-da-da-da. Like, he was just going in. going. She went in, basically, dude. Um, And uh, what's it called? 
Um, so without knowing, he basically Usui is the one that basically took Raizo's wife and drove her over the cliff to commit seppuku. And she did it with the fucking commissioned like gift from her father. She stabbed the hairpin, stabbed herself in the neck, and that's how she fucking died. Um, yeah, dude, like it is wild. So, um, back to the the storytelling, and Usui pulls out the Bitcoin, and Soji gets upset. He's like, "We have a Bitcoin, like, what are we doing? We should be killing Raizo because that's what you know. That's what was given to us." And they were like, "Well, we can't kill Raizo because he didn't know what was going on. He's just a he's a product of the circumstance. He's not the reason of the circumstance, right?" And so Soji's you know just super pissed off about everything going on. Um, and basically, the episode kind of devolves into kind of like just the 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 realities of of everything going on, and it sets up um, what's it called? Also, randomly, um, as I'm reading my review, there was a scene pretty weird. Basically, they took one of the girls that OD'd on fucking opium and died, and they bring her to like this random place in front of a nice carpet, and they take pictures of her dead body. And there, if you look on the wall where he's taking the pictures. There's just dozens and dozens and dozens of fucking OD'd women that just died off opium. And he keeps them as like a memento for his like motivation to fucking spread opium across the fucking land. He wants to see that. Super fucking sick. Like it's next level sick. But in any case, um, the episode basically ends with the Revengers doing a final revenge. They get ready. They're all prepared. And they start telling the story of who the Revengers are. And you basically see them all together, kind of like a train type of thing. The A team, like whether you see them all lined up, they're yeah. like, we are the Revengers. And that was pretty sick. So it's basically leading to a final battle with the Revengers um, against the other sets of Revengers. So super wicked. I would definitely recommend this, Matt. This is one of my one. This is one of my like top tier anime for like shocker of the year or like surprise of the year. I should say surprise of the season. That's what I meant to say. Right. Love it. All righty. We are done with our solos. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing drink free. Drink free? Oh, drink three. Oh, I think you said you're going drink free. No, no. <laughs> no. Come by. Come by. All right, let's do it. Play it cool, guys. Solid episode. You very uh, good. It's, uh, yeah, we, we focus more on Hayate and Nigarashi for this one. Yes. Hayate gets so nervous that he accidentally drinks Nigarashi's coffee. Yep. Yeah, and this is pick up from what left off in the last episode where Igarashi gets invited to the cafe to, or what's, what you call it, the guy that helped him with his homework. Yeah. He's like, do it yourself. Here, read my book. But no, uh, basically, it's uh, we're actually getting a summer festival episode. It, it was lame. I will say that. I did not expect that. I, whenever you get a, Natsu, a, a, Natsu, a Natsuyumi festival, um, you expect, you know, Hanabi fireworks. You expect, like, really cute stuff. And, like, n- none of them dressed in fucking... In the traditional uh, Yucatas. Honestly, like that. I, yeah, that, and I'm also blaming the time because of like two minutes, two, three minutes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think that's, I think it's the big downside of playing cool guys. Like, I get 11 minutes at the same time. Kind of want more. <laughs> I don't mind it. Because, like I said, it's just a short minute. Like, yeah, I guess, yeah. You know? Tickle the heart. But, yeah, uh, but yeah, Hayate is having a hard time. Seeing Igarashi as a friend type of thing, like he's like he's losing composure around him. He's fanboying because he fanboys. Yeah. yeah, he's fanboying, but eventually Igarashi would tell, basically reassure him, like, dude, it's it's cool. Like, I just want to be your friend. 
Like, I want to get to know you. I want to get to know everyone else. Yeah, because Shun is like, I just didn't want to be like a part of your circle because I feel like you're in your own little world. And if I were to intrude on, in, in, intrude on your own little world, like, it's no longer your 100% real world because I'm in it. And he's yeah, like, yeah, he tells him a story like, about Mima. And he's like, you know, the very first protagonist I ever wrote was Mima. About Takayuki, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so like my life changed because of him type of thing. And I just, and he wants that with everyone, basically. Yep. So yeah, this this comes out high out there. They get all the food, and they, they almost forgot the takoyaki. Yep. It's like, what? <laughs> well, that happened. They're all eating, hanging out. And as they're going to step away, it's like, oh, yeah. And Garashi's like, oh, yeah, I live this way. Hodge is like, oh, yeah, I live this way, too. Yeah. They're on the trade. Yep. Around the corner. Yeah, they're like, oh, we're around the corner. As the apartment, and Garashi looks at it like, explain. He's like, no, I didn't know you lived here. He's like, no, it's the same apartment. They live in the same apartment complex, babe. And they're like, oh, you know, hey, this is cool that you say, hey, if you ever, you know, I'm home most of the time. If you want to hang out in my library while I work, come free, invite all the homies, too. Everyone yeah, but if we'll make, make you feel better, invite the other three. Uh, the festival part is lame, but outside of that, it's a nice episode. Of course. It's just a, it's a fun series. It's just a fun, yeah. little cute series. I, I hope we get a season. I'm so glad that you like it. I told yeah, you. No, I knew you it, liked it. it, 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 it. It's, it's, a, it's so much fun. It is. 100%. All right. Let's move on. Let's go with Inspector. Very solid episode. We're still on this case. This is the only one that got more than one episode. But that's normally how it is. Because, you know, last season we got the ones with uh, What's-Her-Face, right? And that lasted several several episodes. Yeah, I, I didn't expect this to Real be like sister. the main... I, didn't expect this, I, I just didn't expect this to be like the main case of the season. What did you expect? Then? You know, I don't know, honestly. I think uh, this is. I think it's fine because of the fact that um, that uh, Iwanaga constantly says the balance between humans and Akayushi and shit is very fine. And when either of the of the of the entities cross into the others, it causes chaos and disruption. This is a prime example of that when you have the the, the president asking the Akayushi to kill his wife. And I get now, that, but I'm saying like I felt like there was like no build up beforehand, like how we had with season one with Rika. Like it just felt out of nowhere with this one it fits though because it's layered you know you get a random you get you always get that you get an episode and then you get another episode where it's layered and then maybe you'll get a third episode where the reveals happen or if you get a layered episode then you get the reveals in the next episode but the way that they build it because it's such a grant there's so many moving pieces involved with this and the other thing is it's a very realistic scenario where you have the the jealous kids that want to live their lives they consider killing their mother you know, you have the 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 revelations of the personality of the mother, the true nature of her. Like they go really in depth when it comes to psychological pieces in this particular fucking um, arc, and I enjoy that. I think it's really well done. No, that's uh, basically uh, Braille. Was my train of thought here? You lit, boy. Appreciate lit. Uh, no, I, fa- I put a little too much on that one. <laughs> oh well. Uh, go ahead. Got oh, another. You want me to take over? Okay. Yeah, I got another. So, um, basically, they bring the the president in. Actually, no, let me phrase that. Um, it, I don't know her name, but the youngest, the granddaughter of one of the people, basically. Um, uh, Rian. Yeah, Rian. She kind of figures it out to like the best of her abilities, basically, and the gang agrees with it. 
And so they called. Yeah, the, basically the, having alibis to match the murder. Yeah, and how everything would happen. And so they accept the answer. And they explain the answer, and it's a very again with inspector. It's hard to really break down the the way that Iwanaga breaks it down because it's so complex. But basically, they tell the president their answer. The president agrees, reveals to them that he has cancer and he's going to die, and he has to die with this regret. And you know, yep. like they, the kids shouldn't put any blame or onus on themselves for what happened. It's all him. And at the end of the episode, Iwanaga's like, "You thought it was over, but it's not." Yeah, because uh, one of them said it was suicide. Mm-hmm. Like that was the what that was the came answer up they came with. up with that it was suicide, and uh, she like made it all herself. Like she made that elaborate type of yeah. And they're like, and then she's like, yeah, that's right. You all agree, right? Yeah, it makes sense. Yep. She'll have most of the money. Meaning yeah. yeah, no, but it's more of yeah. She just wants it spread out evenly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like no picking but, favorites. Yeah, but Iwanaga's like, you know, that's the accepted answer. But that's not the real answer. End episode. So I'm very yep. curious to hear Iwanaga's spin on it. I'm very curious. Yeah, it was like, what the fuck? You like, what else you want? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And she wasn't as horny as in this one. So that is true. They laid next to each other, I believe, at the beginning. Yeah, in the hotel, but that was it. Yep. She calmed down. Like, there was nothing else for the. Maybe she got a period that day. We don't know. No, she was like, I'll go easy on you this time. Because she already talked about tunnel washing in the previous episode. Yes. Vaginal washing with fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a great line. Yeah. Still a great line. Yeah. All righty, moving on. Uh, high card. Wow, what an end. Yeah, we'll get to that twist in a bit. Uh, but yeah, Finn, we picked up where we left off. Finn is waking up, saved by this mysterious woman. Uh, basically, he was like basically frozen. Very cold, very cold. And while all that's going on, Chris is being tortured by one of the brothers, Jasper. Just to look for the card, but this is more about uh, I Aya and Finn. Correct, Aya. Yeah, because I realizes that Aya is the person they were supposed to meet up with. Yeah, and you find out she is a former high card. Yep, and they're like, "Well, what happened?" Well, let me let me talk to you. (laughs) Let me spit game to you, youngster. Yep. So basically, I joy thinking I was going to be a hero, the five of clubs, and it was going great. Yep. Until it wasn't. Her power, by the way, is is uh, gravity. Yeah, or magnetic pull. Magnetic pull. That's pretty cool. No, that, that's a nice card with the jack clubs. But uh, yeah, what'd you call it? Uh, her colleague is uh basically what's the guy's name? Theodore for the Pinocchio family. That's the main guy, the main head who was the boss at the time. Yeah, and she's talking about how she basically left because of him. Yeah, she become jaded um, because of that, and then a final incident between Theodore and her happened. And the final incident, we find out that one of her coworkers, Tyler, is Chris's father. Yeah, and Tyler was in the hospital, seeing that Chris is dying. Yeah, because there was an accident. I don't know if it was an accident or some sort of planned attack, but Chris got ba- brutally like burned, like he's on life support. Basically, Tyler says, "Hey." I want to do an X hand to save my to save my son. Please let me use this X hand to save my son. Theodore's like, no, no, it's illegal in our in our group to use an X a X hand. You will not use an X hand, right? But he's like, it's my son. It's my son. Please let me save my son. And he's like, and yeah, they let him just, die. He's a casualty. Like that's just the way it is, brother. He's gonna die. No, well, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Nothing. So Aya does not like this. So she, first she leaves. First she leaves the room. Yeah. After she after Theodore's like, grab his cards. 
And she's like, nope, fuck you, guy. I'm out. Leaves the room. Yep. And then uh, Tyler's like, you know what? Fuck him. Do it anyway. He's going to do an X hand of four cards. Yep. And Fedor's about to stop him, but I to shoot him. No, he's about to shoot his son. He's about to shoot Chris. He's like, I'm going to put a stop to this right now. He pulls his gun out and going to shoot Chris. And then Aya comes in, grabs a fucking table with a magnetic pull, pulls Chris against it. And Tyler, do it! He does the forehand X-play, revives his son, and he dies. Yeah, because too much power in it. Too much power. Because he's using four cards. It takes a toll on your life. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and you see that, and you hear Aya being upset when she finds out Chris is part of High Card now. Yeah, but she leaves. First, she leaves High Card. She's like, I'll just leave in the middle of the night. She just left in the middle of the night, never told anybody. Theodore, to her credit, let her just live with the card and just live her life for 10 years before Chris and um, and Finn came to see her that day. Yeah, basically. And uh, she was about to give Finn the card, but she was. But she pulls back saying, like, what would you have done type of thing? Yeah. And, and Chris is like, I would have done what you did. Fuck it. Well, well Finn. Finn did. Finn did. Sorry, yeah, Finn did that. Yeah, so it was like, I just, like, I would just do my job, basically. Yep. And, of course, the other guy shows up. Alex. Yeah, Alex from the Conduct family. He's there. He's he's tearing ass. Yep, and we see fucking Aya well action. Yep, yeah, we she, does, she does well. She does well, but it's not enough. Finn gets caught. Aya gets in trouble and looks like they're about to go down. And who comes to save the day? Chris, he's in a car after headbutting the other guy. He headbutted the other guy. And if you notice, he still has his wounds, which we'll get into in a second. Yeah, we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, yeah, he just drives the car over yep. to run. run to Super run kicks over. Alex in the face. Yep. And then fucking does Alex something. Fucking, yeah, he's, he, he does something to kill he's him. Out. Yep. Like he's out. He's dead. He's gone. Yeah, and they Chris, got, they got his card. He got his card. Finn is like, "Thank you for saving us." He's like, "Hey, why don't you use your card to heal your wounds?" Chris isn't saying anything. Chris turns around, pulls his Glock out, and tells Finn, "You weren't supposed to 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 see this, or you weren't supposed to know this." Yeah. I'm sorry. Bang! Shoots him in the chest. Shoots him in the chest, and everyone is shook to end the episode. Wow! Okay, so we're gonna get a Chris episode explaining everything. Gotta think so. Yep. Well, it showed it in the preview, so I think the episode is just called Chris. I don't watch the previews, so okay. I, I just let it play out. I was like, yeah, hey, it's in the background. Cool story, bro. Oh, all right, moving on. Tokyo Avengers. I like this episode. This was fine. Yes, it was fine. You can't shit on it, Matt. Even though no, Takemichi I, I know, I, 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 just, I know, I still can. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna bitch about Takemichi being a cry. Yes, stop. Fuck it. Crying. There's just people that are overly emotional, dude. Uh, but know? not like an ugly fucking cry. Come Bro, I went through that time when I used to watch when I first started watching romance anime and I was depressed because I couldn't be with my girl at the time, bro. And I just would fucking be like a crybaby, bro, all the time. Be a crybaby all, right. all the time. Well, but boohoo just, go, just fucking uh... weepy crying, bro. We all been there. Uh, we all been boohoo weepy crying. He's just, he's just 13 and boohoo weepy crying. He can just go fuck himself, stuff. So. All right. Tell the 13 year old kid that. But, to uh, get yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly, but they're adult. They're adults in Japan, so fuck us. They are basically. Yeah, so I don't want to hear it. Uh, but yeah, we got a flashback of uh, basically Takamichi broke up with Hina, and Hina in this one knew right away it was her dad. Yep. What did you tell Takamichi? 
And he's like, ah, shit. Uh, well, honey, I love you. <laughs> I love you, and I want you to do better. And he's a hoodlum. But, he can't protect you. Yeah, he, he's a hoodlum. He's a gangster. We don't want I love Hina's answer, though. Hina's like, yes, he's a hoodlum. Yes, he's unreliable. But when you cannot classify him simply by the name hoodlum. He's yeah, got so many like, other good like, traits. How dare you say he's him. no good when you don't even know him? Yes. Only I know the real Takamichi, and I know that I love him. And she's just upset, runs to her room crying. The father feels guilty because he made his little baby girl cry. Like basically, hey, if you don't like it, tough shit, basically. So yeah. I'm going to try to get him back. Yep. And uh, yeah, you, uh, Hina it was just crying outside. And uh, Mikey's sister, Emma, was the one that was comforting and talking to her. Yep. They went to the and, shrine. A different yeah, shrine. Yeah, they went to a different shrine. And then it's like, you want to get Takamichi back? It's like, yeah. Like, all right, hold on. Mikey! Yeah. yeah. No, ver- no, versus Dragon, I think. Yeah, Dragon. Hey, Dragon. Dragon. hey, is Mikey there for you? Good. You're going to go pick up Takamichi. It's like, why? Just do it. We don't even it, know where the fuck he's at. Like, well, Mikey well, was like, hey, I had a, a premonition. Or Mitsuya, yeah. With Mitsuya. He's probably with Mitsuya. Let's go find Mitsuya. Yeah, the Dragon's like, hey, we're going to go get him. Okay. That. <laughs> Meet us in front of his apartment complex when you got him. Or the, no, the park, yeah. No, it's the apartment complex. Okay, so. So, yeah, and that, so that was where... But where that happened, and now we're back to where they are. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, Takemichi is a, he's crying again. He's sorry. Please forget that we ever broke up. Yep. And, and th- they're happy. Like, yeah, Hina's like, take me to the to the shrine on New Year's, huh? Take me to the shrine, and I'll forget that we broke up. Yep. Okay, no problem. Yep. But and it's interesting because it's leading into the next episode because. One thing we could skip ahead to, there's a, a very final like culmination. It felt felt like in this episode, like if this was the season finale, this would have been a perfect season finale. I, I kind I was kind of expecting this to be a finale, but I feel like we got, it like, feels like it episodes. felt it felt very much like a finale, but it's not because if you listen to what T- Draken and and um, Mikey were saying, they were like, "You really think he's him, huh?" And you're like, "Yep, he's definitely him." And he's like, "We'll tell him on New Year's what he is." And it's like, okay. So they're setting up Takamichi to be something. He's going to end up being like third in charge or something like that. Probably, you would think. You you know, I don't. Yeah. You you're know. But yeah. we do get an an anime original segment here. Do we? With, I didn't uh, know that. With Mitsuya and Draken. Oh, I didn't know that. And yeah. that was very nice, too. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. We get a young Mitsuya and Draken. And um, Mitsuya yep. was basically doing graffiti. Yep. Draken was watching this on the sidelines. Yep, he left his brother and sister at home to do graffiti. Dragon's there the whole time. Like, hey, that's a cool dragon, dude. I like that dragon. That bottom dragon. I'm the bottom dragon. Yeah. But, I'm uh, the bottom. But uh, what you call it? Um, he gets, We find out how Dragon gets it, and it's basically he traded his Korean, his Korean beef yeah. to Mitsuya because he hasn't eaten. Yeah. But he, wants, but he wants that design. Yeah. And you see Mitsuya. They, Dragon takes him to his place to hang out for a bit. And he's like, you live in a whorehouse? Yeah. And, and that woman's like, excuse you. But yeah, the ladies love Draken. They do. And then, uh, what you call Draken, it? Draken, give me a size. Draken, can you believe this customer? Draken, let's play fucking cards. Okay, let's play cards. Draken, go to the store and all this shit. But uh, Draken, BCA was enjoying himself, but he talked about how he wants to live there. And this one hooker is like, you think it's easy here? Yeah. Leave, all this shit. Boy. Yep, she got pissed. Yeah, and then Draken says like, yeah, they... He got kicked. Oh, he got kicked in the face by this hooker. Yeah, she's wearing heels. I think, right? Oh yeah, 
And she got kicked, then, kicked him in the face. And then Draken explained, like, yo, these girls don't choose to live here. Yeah, they're not here because they want to be here. It's more like they have no choice type of thing. Yeah. And then this comes at me to, uh, like, then Draken tells him to be, go yeah, home, basically. That's got to be such a wild, like, reality. Like, you've got nothing in your life except you're going to sell your body to make, like, ends meet. Pretty much. Not even, like, porn, right? Where it's, like, you know. No. You, no filming, no. No. Like. Cheap money for unprotected sex. Just to be a fucking whored out. It's fucking yeah. insane to me. It's like, crazy. it happens to men, too, but no one really sympathizes with men in, in comparison to women. It's so no. crazy. I thought about that when I was watching the episode. I was like, that's just so, like, insane. Like, life has given you this many twists and turns where you have to be a whore to live. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Then we see them again when they're a little older and the dragon. They both had the dra- the dragon tattoo. And they're like, yeah, hey, huh? huh? Yeah, Grow your hair yeah. out. It's my yeah. tattoo. And the dragon said, ah, you gave it to me for food. So it's actually mine. Yep, and so, so that's yeah, why Mitsuya so grows yeah, his hair out. He scratches his, his head tattoo. where the tattoo yeah. is. And that's where he grows his hair. And keep in mind, they're like 13 here. 13 with a head yeah. tattoo. Yeah, uh, I guess it pays to be in a bra- brothel. I don't fucking know. Well, how did Mitsuya get it? He wasn't in the whorehouse. That's true. I, I have no idea then. <laughs> or they just don't care then. I think the, is in the, like is it in the United States or is it just in certain states? Like You can get a tattoo at like 16. I know a couple people that oh, got yeah. tattoos at like 16. You have to get like guardian permission to get a tattoo though. Would you let your child have a tattoo? Oh, you have to, they have to be 20. In Japan? Yep. And they're fucking 13. Yep. It is illegal. All of them, 13, 14, 15, like fucking Hanma, for example, has punishment and pain on his fucking hands. Like, what the fuck? Draken and Uh, head tattoos. Fucking, what's his face? Um, Suji. With the fucking like with his like neck tattoo going to his chest, like around that. His neck I neck. would not. I was just, I was just no ew ew ow ow. Taiju, ow. not Suji. Taiju. Taiju. Right. Oh yeah, we, we didn't talk about that too. Uh Taiju left the house. Yeah. And he basically I thought he's like, I thought I could make Akai stronger, but turns out not needed here anymore. Yeah, because this had the conversation and the in the the revelation comes when Hanma is basically we can skip forward to New Year's. They go to New Year's. Everybody's that everybody's it's yeah basically everybody kind of convenes without yep. planning it. Everybody convened there, and um, what's his face Hakai and um, Yuzuha Yuzuha are talking, and they're and Hakai is like you like Takamichi, don't you? Right, and he's like no, like what? And she gets all jealous and she's like yeah, it's a one sided crush. And then basically that's where we get the revelation that Taiju just left them. And so Hanma now is in charge of, or not Hanma, sorry, Hakai is in charge of Yuzuha, of Yuzuha. And Yuzuha has a one-sided crush on Takamichi for saving their family. And I'm just like, damn. I was like, he could bag fucking Yuzuha. Yuzuha looked like she'd be down for the shits too. Yeah, but I don't think Takamichi's going to try to cheat anymore. Of course, he won't. of course he won't. I'm just saying, like, you know. He don't like, have the balls to. You could have fucked that one, that one whore that, he, that Emma brought him in season one. Thought that was Emma. Oh, it was Emma. You're right. Yeah, that was Emma. Bro, wouldn't that have been? She, nuts? she did. She did to get Draken jealous. <laughs> Imagine if he would have fucked Draken's girl. Oh yeah, no. I either he would respect it or beat the shit out of him, or both. Full death. Like, hey, nice, right? Nice. <laughs> Bam. Nice, yeah. nice, death. Yep. Uh, no, no. This was actually a good episode. <laughs> it was a really good episode. I liked it, and like we said, the revelation at the end is basically our in the middle like that's gearing up toward the next episode is that they're going to reveal that Takamichi is something 
and he's gonna be a part of something. He's a bitch. <laughs> According to Matt, he's a, a pussy ass bitch. Yeah. But I said that's okay. He so he's the bitch, right? Yes. Who's got first dibs? I got first dibs. Draken yep. pulls his pants down. Yep. Alrighty, let's move on. Uh near Automata. Go ahead with your baby. All right, we got the debut of something. We'll get to them later. Yes. Uh, we get a little bit of Adam and Eve again, but not much. I, fucking Eve freaks me out. Like, That's just, how he just wants to play, right? It's just, it's so, like, he's just so, like, he's an effeminate man and in, like, a really creepy, sinister way. Yeah, just keep an eye on him. It's weird. He's yeah, weird. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I get the heebie-jeebies a little bit when I hear Adam, like, Nee-chan, why? Yeah. Nee-chan. Okay, and it's just like, dude, oof. he just again, he just wants to play. You got a dick between your legs, bro. Play with that. Yeah, exactly. But um, what you call it? Uh, nine S and Two B are together, and Nine S is talking to Two B about like, hey, do you think your heart is holding stuff out on us? Because basically, they haven't done anything in quite a bit, right? And there's like no update on everything that they have done or whatever data data they have since, right? So basically, like uh, one of the op- the operator unit talked to them, and as Nine S asked, she just brushed it off. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, uh, all right, we're signing up. Thank you. Yep. Don't want to hear about it. Yep. They're walking around and they see Pascal. Well, they hear Pascal. Yep. He's talk. He's a he's coming down the, one of the machine life forms, and you find out that that one lost her sister. Mm-hmm. She ran around. She ran off on her own in the forest. Like, why, why, why save her? Please yeah. save her. Yeah. I need yeah. her. I love the little no. Pascal. Like, no, oh, they'll do something, no. right? No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Pascal looks like, doink, doink, yeah. like doink, you guys will help, doink, right? Doink. And the 2B's like, no, why? Back, back and forth. Why? Yeah. <laughs> it's equally funny as it is annoying. It is. That's like, you know what? It's adorable because that's because of the voices. But yeah, I can see why I'd be annoyed with it. But eventually, 9S caved in. It's like, fine, we'll help out the machine life forms, I guess. Yep. And they got really happy, like, tears on their face. <laughs> oil. Oil. Like, tears of oil. Yeah, tears of oil. Like, they're, they're going to help you find your sister. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. Arigato gozaimasu. Yep. Yeah. yeah, but during the whole time there, as they're going to the kingdom, forest kingdom, yeah, uh, Pascal's talking about emotions, all and again, 9S brushes it off because yep. again, machine life forms can't have emotions. Yep, hell, we're forbidden for emotions. Yep, and then as they get in there, they see we get flashbacks because from the memory chips, yes, of how no, like the for- of how the forest kingdom was the machine king. And as they're looking at these uh, memory chips, is basically how Pascal does with his refuge village. Yep. Where everyone's living in harmony. These uh, machines are not hostile. Yep. So it's a, it a nice recording. The king died like 150 years later. When now, uh, like these, this, this kingdom has like a tradition of a baby eventually becoming the king. Yep. For however long. Uh, they go down, they hear, they see some rumbling. Uh, machine life form detected, and they they find the sister. Yes, and then um, they see someone there that's a part of the kingdom. Yes, and says the uh, the king's all by himself. Like someone needs to save him. Like 
Every time you say sister, my Siri goes off. Okay. Onechan. All right, we'll go with Onechan. 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 Yeah. Let's get that. Basically. Onechan. No. Yep. No. Also, uh, 9S cussed Pascal some slack because Pascal saved him. Yeah. When he, uh, one of the famous. He was crossing a bridge and the bridge was janky. Collapsed. And, and, yep, collapsed and Pascal saved him. And he's like, why did you save me? And Pascal's like, why wouldn't I fucking save you, dude? Yeah, exactly. So this, uh, so now because of this, 9S is, finally, finally decides to help. Yep. To like, locate the king. Can't be helped. Yep. And uh, they get there. And what happens when they see the king? The king is a child, and the oh, king looks like an adorable little machine. And all of a sudden, a flying fucking android comes from the sky and fucking shanks the shit out of this fucking child robot, yep. and it is dead. And Matt, who is that android that slashed the shit out of a child? It is the debut of A2. And she is fine as fuck. Yes. Guys. Holy shit. Pantsu. Woo! Yeah, but uh, what do you call it? Do they have, uh, like, so they're they're androids, but they have like human and stuff. Like, does she have? Do does it have? They have? I don't know what type of pronoun they, you want to use yeah. for that. They, uh, they, she, yeah. Does it have? They, does it have a functional vagina? I would hope so. Yeah. Like you don't ever see a two and uh you don't ever see b two and uh, a a nine uh, s. To be a nine s fuck. Yeah, no. you don't ever see them use the bathroom or anything. Like, do they like piss oil? Like, what what happens? I think they have the anatomy, but there's no, it's not like not a requirement to like go to the bathroom or anything like that. Do they have to like ha- carry water for lube? Just, no. Well, they have, well, they have water storage in them. So they like release the water like a reservoir when they want to get fucked? It's like, like I don't know. Uh, well, Asking the real questions, Matt. Yeah. No, I, I, I have no doubt they have, they have an atomically correct. <laughs> if they have androids like that in our lifetime, are you down the bang one? Yes. <laughs> no as you take a sip yes, yes. that is <laughs> no that's that's the goal in life for me fuck live long enough to bang one bang an android like i love i love my partner but you're not an android baby you're 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 70 years old like you know it's been a while doesn't feel the same i'm gonna bang no, no, an they, android they, they know what i like are you letting your are you letting bash bang an android if they want yeah why not yeah, they all rule forty four. Machine piston cock and shit. <laughs> I'm fucking done. Look, you give up a few, you give up a few things chasing the dream. <laughs> oh my god, dude! But no, uh, basically, um, the the support pods are talking. They talk about how S A two that she's a fugitive for betraying yeah. uh, Yorha. Uh, so A two tries to kill Pascal, but nine uh, S and two B save it. And then uh, A2's like, oh, you guys are saving a machine life form? Oh, well, fuck you guys. Well, now you really got to die. And then 9S asks, like, why, why'd you betray the command? And then she's, and then A2 said the command betrayed us, and that was the uh, credit. I believe and, that, because you know how, how cold they are and how we get the revelation already. They're using yeah, Using the humans. They're using the humans. So it, it makes total sense that command is, is definitely, like, the true villain of this all. Right. So you know what's happened. I'm going to give you a scenario. You tell me how far, how far, ba- how off base it is. Okay. Um, they obviously have to face Adam and Eve. That'll probably be the culmination battle, right? That is the culmination battle, Adam and Eve. Eventually, not right away. Obviously, not right away. Do they manage to unite all of robot kind against command? 
I feel like that would be a thing. Mm. Am I on base? Uh, not, not really, no. Not really, okay. You know. I was just curious. All righty, moving on. Funny that is. This was a really good episode. Yes. It was a really good episode. Uh, but yeah, it's it's Christmas time, baby. Uh, they all... It's the most wonderful time of the year. Yeah, uh, basically, we're we're at the daycare right. We're at the daycare first, doing Christmas songs, uh, singing the Silent Night. Miri sings it well, and um, basically, Kazuki and Ray Papa, they're about to go pick her up. But who do they see? Her mother. Miri's mother is standing at the gate. Dude, look at how fucking full this is. Chip out. How fucking built. Yeah, but that's going on. Um, they ask what she's doing here, and you find out that she's taking it. She wants to take Miri back, uh-huh. and we'll get to that later on. But um, they were like, "No, fuck that. Why now?" And then, as they're about to kick her out, basically, or tell her to leave, Miri sees her mother and runs towards her. Yep. So of course they take her back to their place. Miri showing her around. Yep. And Mary wants her cheap Hamburg steak. Fucking gas station Hamburg steak. Yeah, that. Why is that... it called Hamburg steak? Is this is this, is this fucking meatloaf? No. It's a cheeseburger. I, I, I no, I just not, I'm sorry, it's a burger. It's a burger patty. I said it's it, it's meatloaf. It's shaped like meatloaf. It's red right like meatloaf. It's fucking meatloaf. I guess. I, I I guess it sounds weird to say, but I guess Hamburg steak sounds cooler. I don't know. Hamburg steak, like what? What's the difference? What? What? What's up with London steak? What's up with fucking? Uh, what's it called? Guadalajara steak. Wagyu steak, or they have wagyu steak. I, I know. Steak. I, I I need. I gotta do that next time I go to Japan, to Japan. Yeah. But if you go to Japan, go to that Ribeiro Steakhouse, that wrestling one. Oh, dude. Is oh it my expensive? god, so fucking good. What? It's expensive. See, it, uh-huh. No. Depends what you get. I did get the Yokozuna one, so that was a little pricey. Yokozuna. It's a it's a big steak, so it sounds like a big steak. It is. Oh my god, but so how about is that like 34 ounces, 40 ounces, 32 ounces? The 40s. 40 ounce steak. Oh my god. That side is that and a side of rice. How much yen? Do you recall? Let's say six thousand. Six thousand yen? Yeah. So it's like fifty bucks. Yeah. Wow. But uh no, it's uh there there was two locations. We were in the original one, so the smaller one. Mm. So did you get the jacket? No, I didn't tell him he used to be a wrestler, but they wouldn't care. <laughs> no, I mean you could you could buy it, right? You could pay for it, can't you? No, I think that was just for wrestlers. But uh, is it only for wrestlers? I think, I don't know. I don't know if you could buy it. if you, if, it, if you could buy. It, I wish I did. I would have bought it. Let's just, let's, let's see. Let, Can let's just, you buy a Reberry uh, Steakhouse? Ribera. Yeah, Ribera. Um, you can get knockoffs for like a hundred bucks, hundred thirty bucks. Yeah, I think that's the other store. We had the small one. There was like a basically like small like a ramen shop stalls type of thing. Yeah, that was the one we were at. I would get this just to have one. Like, I would know if, if I go back, off. I would I would one hundred percent get one. Even if it's knockoff, I don't care. Fuck. Yeah, you can get like, dude. They're like, if you go online, they're charging like basically like a hundred dollars for the satin because it's all they're always satin. So like satin, like one they're like between one hundred and one thirty if you want to get a knockoff. Okay. So I'll wait till. Always I go back to Japan. Hopefully soon, maybe in a few years. I was gonna give you a fucking Christmas tree. Be like, here's fifty bucks. Buy yourself. Put that towards specifically a Rivera jacket. Yes. Put that toward a Rivera jacket. Yeah. Uh, let's move on though. Uh, but yeah, now that uh, Miri's asleep, 
all three of them are talking, and then Kazuki asks her why now. Basically, she lost her job. Her sugar daddy or slash pimp left her. And she's got terminal throat cancer. Yep, she can't sing anymore. She chose the mark. So basically, she wants to be a mother for for how long, for however long she's got. Basically, she you know, and I thought about this going ahead of time. Why didn't they just write in the in the like she like I promised to write in my will that when I pass, you can have her back if you're alive. SFA. Uh, when we get back to where we get to the end, I feel like she really doesn't want her, but was forced to. I feel she was partially forced to, and I feel like. Maybe she's had that revelation. I mean, do you think the next like, yes and no? But I think it wouldn't shock me. It wouldn't shock me if you find out she's abused. Like if you see fucking what's her face be abused, Mary. Yeah. Like she's getting like yeah, 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 she never wanted, but she had no choice because of we'll talk yeah. about that in a bit. It's not gonna get that dark. If this is a really dark anime, it could be no. Like, but I feel like yeah. she's still gonna neglect her. Yeah, I could see neglect. I could see child neglect. Like you'll see her like randomly like make her way to fucking Kazuki and Ray. And she's all dirty and crying and like, what happened? Why are you here? Yeah. Or maybe I could see them like fucking just revenge killing her mother for something. Uh, or she just does it on her own, but uh, we'll get to that. It's interesting bit. because it's not a, um, like you've been, I didn't know it was an original. Yeah, it's an original. I guess this will win best original, right? It's my only original. You have two. What's my other one? Revenger. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Oh, because I like Buddy Daddies. I no, like this good. so much more than I like fucking Spy Family. Well, I know you do, yeah. That's tough. Yeah, that'll be tough for you. But, uh, yeah, um, so basically, and then the mother brought up the hell, like, hey, you guys killed the father. Mm-hmm. You think she'll forgive you if you told her? So they think about it, and uh, they talk to Q. It doesn't yeah. about what happened. And then Q actually mentioned, yeah, I told her. Why would you do that? Well, because like this is the best course of action because of was it like Ray's company, like Ray's father? Uh, yeah, she was like they said this picture and they showed them the picture of the thing. They're like, "Hey, that's from the thing." And Ray immediately notices like that's not the picture we took. Yeah, and basically, and they said like, "Hey, you guys have been slacking. Your work is sloppy. This is a warning for everybody's sake. Let her go, or." It'll be worse. It'll be more than a yeah, warning. Basically, basically, I can unless only say... Will, unless you intend on fucking betraying the organization. Yeah, basically, I can only save her. That's it. Yeah. That's very out. honorable of Q. Like, you thought Q might have been, like, a piece of shit and, like, sold them out and fucking would have gotten killed, but... He probably... He probably would have, but the fact that he grew attached to Mary... You think... I don't think he's so attached to Mary like that. But, uh, but like, I feel like he Do you cares think enough... I feel like what would help would be if they gave us a Q backstory. How did Maybe. Q become where he's at? I think that's an interesting fucking question. But there's only two more episodes after this. So three. Is it a 13? Yeah. So there's a shot that we might get a Q backstory in one of the episodes. Probably uh, if Ray and Well, and uh what you call it? I think the last one is gonna be a back to back, like one hour special thing. Ooh. Yeah, because I'm looking at it now, it says the last air day is April 1st, so that's going to mean a back-to-back. Two weeks. Yeah. All right, I'm okay with that. Get cool. it out of the way. So, yeah, we actually could probably do more shit. But uh, uh, anyway. That's gonna um, be one of those, you, you better. You should request off, dude, so you don't have to work the next morning because that's going to be one of those where we're up to like 3 in the morning with Starman doing these fucking podcasts. Nah, it lost me. Well, we were, well, we had a lot we of do rewards. Re- we have to do reviews. We'd have to do a review episode, and then we'd have to do an, uh, a, a rewards episode, and then the, the top at the end. 
it's not as long, but those are each, no, bro. No. Our review episodes are topping three hours, more or less. We're on a good pace yeah. right now, but our epi- our review episodes are approximately We could probably do a back-to-back Yeah, it's, but still, it's not, that's going to be another six-hour podcast recording session, I should say. Because I'm, saying, you- I'm, I'm saying like we do what we do the finales one day and then rewards on the other the next day. Well, we won't be caught up though for, because Buddy Daddy's comes out Friday. If you're talking about doing Thursday and Friday, I can't do Saturday because it's WrestleMania. I, I'm saying like I said, we could just review Buddy Daddy's before the awards real quick. Do you? We, the other option is to not do a week off and do like during uh, summer season. We can do the awards, talk about what we've seen thus far in the, in the sorry not summer. I'm sorry, spring. We could do that where we do one on Friday. We could do the, the the conclusions, the finale episodes, and then the following week we can record a um we can record that special. And then I would imagine by the following week after that, most of the shows are dropping, and then we would just go into like our shorter op- season opener where we talk about what we've seen and like a review of what we've seen. Yeah, we'll see. We'll figure it out. So we wouldn't skip a week like we do. Yeah, yeah, we could probably we'll probably do that. Live That's planning on the Talk to Kiki podcast, guys. Yeah, that- pulling the curtain back a little bit. Yeah, that might be a little easier. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, so basically, Kazuki and Ray, they gotta have a choice to make. And of course, they go with letting Miri go. But they want to give Miri like the best day ever beforehand. Yep. So they take her rock climbing. That was a cute little scene. Kazuki be freaking out. <laughs> they do rock climbing. They get some crepes. They do shopping. And they close it with the Ferris wheel. I, so you know, get... I will say, I kind of expected a little bit more. From the Ferris wheel, like I, we got a lot of. I, good I, I, did you did you think that they were going to tell her about the father? No, I I, I meant like visually. I thought we were going to get more. Oh, like, visually, more yeah, visually. yeah. I would. I, I wish it was a little more visually. We got more. It, we got good dialogue because it was a very good heart to heart between Ray and Kazuki. It wasn't like two homies speaking. It was two responsible adults deciding on the recourses of their future, including becoming wanted fucking fugitives basically within the organization by turning on them for the sake of this little girl that they've grown fucking attached to. That's right. so powerful that you're willing to risk your life. It went from like, oh, we're doing this to feel good. No, like we're debating risking our lives to provide this girl a better future. Yeah. That's super parenting because that's parenting. Parenting is sacrificing everything that you know and exist and understand for the sake of a little tiny life that doesn't know jack shit about the world. That I thought was very powerful when they had that that revelation amongst each other and they went back to the very beginning of the episode when Ray wanted to bring a cat and it was very poetic when Kazuki was like, "Hey, remember what I told you?" Ray's like, "No, hell no, I don't fucking remember that." And he's like, "Sometimes it's more kind to not get involved." I thought that spoke volumes cuz I'm sure that happens to a lot of people where you got yourself involved in some shit that you probably shouldn't have. And for the betterment of everybody involved in the action, you shouldn't have fucking gotten involved. And I, that was a very powerful moment for sure. 100%. I felt that that's why that, that interaction was basically one of the entire reasons why I loved this episode. No, it was a a great episode. Yeah. But all of that happens. They leave the Ferris wheel. And now they see, oh, yeah, your last surprise, you get to have a sleepover with your mom. Yeah, which isn't probably and, a sleepover. And it was like, it was basically a like, goodbye. Kazuki wraps her up in like, like a sweatshirt. Yeah. And Kazuki looks at Ray, he's like, we haven't changed at all, did we? He's like, yeah. Yeah. And that was the end of that episode. Great episode. 
I officially there, I officially graded this a four. No matter what happens, it's not gonna be a five for me, but it's certainly not gonna. I don't think this. No, it's definitely anything, a solid four. It's a solid. It's, a solid. it's not gonna go below, for sure. I right. graded this. A four. Are you done with your grades, by the way? Side note. Uh, most of them. I don't have grades for. Let me tell you what I don't have grades for. Released. I don't have grades for High Card, Monono Gatari, Near, Revenger, Angel, Ice Guy, Revengers, and Stampede. I can't do Stampede. But well, uh, my rom coms, except for Nagatoro, is a four. Oh no, dude! I'm struggling to want to give fucking Angel a five when I get into it. Well, to- sorry, Angel, Angel's a four and a half for me, right? Now. But I say Tomo Nice Guy are fours. Can I get to a five? I don't know. It depends. I guess it depends on how it ends. I haven't graded it. Nagatoro's a four. Tomo's a four. I'm, you know, and Starman and I had this debate. We'll talk about it as we get into the rom coms momentarily, but yeah, we're, we're, those are going to be our co mates because they're penultimate. Yes, oh, I can't wait. All right, let's move on. Anything else? Uh, My Hero Academia. We get the battle. Not really a battle, but no, not really. <laughs> now, uh, you but know before what? we continue, I just want to say for the record that if Deku was 100% full strength, he would solo everyone except for Bakugo and Shoto. Well, I said he could, you could, I think he'll beat him, but it'll be a lot harder. Yeah, yeah, so he couldn't solo them. I don't think. No. But uh basically he easily solos everybody. Everybody else without for right now. Yeah. His girl fucking um the 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 Tod- uh, not Todoroki, the guy who got dark Sue. shadow. Sue. Uh, yeah. A fucking sugar diabetic guy. Todoroki. Yeah. Uh there's so many people. But yeah, they all, all class 1A. Yeah. But uh basically Deku is not really fighting. He's just basically trying to get away. Yeah. But as he's trying to get away, every almost every classmate tries to like reach out to him in terms of like talking. They all try to talk their juice to him. Yep. Like uh, how a great friend he is, or he doesn't need to be alone. He doesn't have to be alone. Yep. Everyone wants support. Uh, Bakugo says he knows what he has to do. Well, we'll get to that later. Um. But yeah, Deku does not use his quirk to attack them. And again, it's just more of escaping, running away. Yeah. Making sure they're not hurt while Deku's just going, stay away, go go away. Yeah. You don't need this. Right. I don't want anyone hurt anymore because of me. Right. But it just gets to the point where Deku is just so tired. He's like having a hard time keeping up. Uh but Clash 1A, they do like a whole team thing. Uraka launches the thing. Yeah. As Ida with his super speed. His this armor. was a movie. This was a movie-esque fight. I 100% got movie vibe watching this. Yeah. Now, I still love the second movie fight with Deku about go against that one guy. Yeah, that was solid. Is it, if that was all for one, I think that should have been the finale. If that was all for one instead. They beat him. The quirk's gone. No one can get it. I think, but I think that's going to be the finale. I think it's you know where. But I'm saying like for that, like, I feel like that should have been like how that fight went down should have been the finale. I should have said that for the finale. They're just a non-canon movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I feel that would have been so fucking good. Yeah. But details, but details, pal. Yeah, details, pal. Uh, you know, he's like talking about how he want, wants to keep up with him. He wants to be that friend for him after everything he's done for him. Yeah. Again, with his. Uniform breaking up, but he actually catches him, hugs him, says, We're not letting you go again. Yes, hard. No, I'm saying that to the girl, I guess. Oh, she doesn't, but, she's fucking, she's, but yeah, they have 
De- Deku restrained for now, but Bakugo walks up to him mm-hmm. and, he t- and he says, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. After basically from for everything from mm-hmm. childhood, just how he talked down to him and just how he sees him now. I this was a really touching scene between it them. was. It was. This is a full like acknowledgement. It's no yeah. longer like a hateful like respect. This was like a full acknowledgement. Like, dude, like I didn't understand myself, but now that I understand you and really got to know you, like you're my dog for life. Like, this is like I, I respect you. Like, I feel for you. Yeah, it, it is wonderful stuff. Uh, Uraraka was telling Deku like, it's okay. You can come back to school. They said they'll take you back. Yep. And again, we're going to do everything we can for you. Yep. Just don't leave type of thing. Yep. So he kind of gives in. <sighs> he's yep. too tired to really fight back or anything. Yep. And he's just in emotional like distress. Like the whole time yeah. hearing them, he's hearing them, but he's on autopilot. But from the time that Bakugo fucking like stopped, no, no, from the time that uh, Inganium stops him, he's like that like cracked him. And he then processed when- everything. And then when he heard Bakugo, he processed it all and it broke him. He was emotionally yep. spent, physically spent. He's he was broken, not in like a negative way, but just like he he reached his peak. He didn't know what to do. Yeah, he reached his edge. He reached his, his limit. And they said that he was like, you're reaching your limit. You're reaching your limit. He reached his limit and he collapses in fucking Bakugo's arms. Yep. And basically now he's passed out. He passes out. He wakes up in front of the school and there's they go inside the school outside. and there's a giant protest saying, get Deku the fuck out of this school. And then Uraraka and Deku's like, okay, no problem. And Uraraka Uraraka's like, nope. Yep. Grabs his You're hand. You're not going anywhere. Yep. And it's supposedly the next episode is going to be Uraraka basically talking to, talking to the, the mob. Right. It's a five. How dare no, it's a five. How dare anybody ever say this is not a five? Starman, you fucking idiot. How dare you not say this is a five anime? How dare you? I will say though, I'm a little blue balled of how short the whole Darth Deku thing was. It was good. What did it you was expect? good, but I feel like it was. Did you expect what, Deku to go and like kill one of the fucking he- uh, one of the? No, villains? but like I not like I'm not saying like that like three to four episodes like that's it. Like like he just threw a tantrum for a night and that's it. It was a build up because there's story, there's story to the Deku arc. And it's about, it's not about Deku being dark. It's about Deku growing within his darkness. And that's what he's done. He's grown. And that's the story of my hero. The story of my hero is growth. It's coming of age from a superhero perspective. That's what I said. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it doesn't deviate in any way, shape, or form from the story. That's fair. All righty. Should we get to our next one? What is it? Trigon. I love Trigon. Oh, I my my heart rate tugged a little bit. <laughs> it did. It I was did. like, no. It did. Rest in peace, Roberto. Ah oh, man. <laughs> Rest in peace, Roberto. Here to Roberto. Are you lit lit? I'm chilling right now. Like I'm like I'm, I'm I got I got I got a good buzz going. You got a good buzz going? I'm I'm relaxed right now. I'm very relaxed. But again, I'm off for 10 days, so are you off for 10 days? Yeah. To, to, to Roberto. Roberto. Pour another one for you being off for 10 days and relaxing, buddy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll drink it later. Do, a, do a half. Do a half. Do a half. Don't do a full. Do a half. Or a quarter. 
So you have a little okay. more. Okay. okay. That's what we do, bro. You, you do halves. Yeah. I've learned that if I'm gonna do shots, like I'm doing halves until it's like something like right. worth it, and then I do. Uh, Punish Meryl will now take the stage. I want to fuck Meryl so bad. So I wanna, someone said I want to rail. Someone him. said this will bring in Millie. Like, do you think Millie's needed at all or no? Personally, I don't. It depends on how they present her. Like, is she is she not gonna be the new employee for this way? And now Meryl's the one guiding her, or it depends on how long the season goes. I think this is a two. I think this is a split core. But to you being off for ten days, buddy. Love yep. you. Um. No. Honestly, it depends on. Um. See, they told the whole story and the, they told their story in the previous iteration in twenty four episodes, twenty six episodes. Yeah. And a movie that kind of was related, but not really. Yeah. Um It depends. I guess the only thing I could think of is if they do a um. If the if this if this core ends kind of um blue balled kind of mid then they can for the core two they can like do a time skip and then you'll see millie uh, uh, depend on it they're still gonna be in the july city or not well july is a constant factor they're gonna no matter what happens i think they'll branch out of july they may find themselves back in july but yeah they'll definitely come back if nice if nice is there yeah yeah part of me feels like the final battle may take place at, at the fucking at the crash site because if I'm not mistaken, we're in the final battle for Trigun 1, was it in the middle of just a random desert, or was that near the crash site? I think it was near the crash site. From what I remember. I don't, it's been years, so... It's also poetic, now that I think about it, in this, like, I just literally thought about this this second. In the final scene of Trigun, of the original Trigun, it's a garden. Yeah. And they talk about how, like, the garden is a viable, a viable way to accomplish life, but it's going to take hundreds and hundreds of years in order to make that sustainable to make it into a new earth because basically in essence they're on like a mars type of of planet and they're, they want to make it into earth so i mean it, it probably has nothing to do with that i'm thinking probably thinking too much about it but it's kind right. of you know i i think of those type of things like you know how earth was cultivated earth has always been supposedly according to scientists and history this lush planet not all planets how does that lush develop it's not. I mean, you can say by by whatever god you believe in, but right. It, to me, that's more proof that aliens exist. Long story short. Right. Anyway, we digress. But anyway, uh, basically, we picked up where we left off with uh, Roberto and Meryl. Uh, what's the plant? What's the person's name with the worm that so starts with a V? Zaza. Zaza. Sorry. Yeah, Zaza. Uh, and then uh, we the get Zaza the Beast, Zazi the Beast, something like that. Zazi the Beast, sorry, yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we see Professor Bill Conrad, and he's like talking about how this is basically he's with knives because he has a he's doing a procedure that will save humanity, like these humanoid type things. Isn't it great? Also, like the revelation that you learn about Conrad. Yeah, oh, that was a good revelation. Yeah, that is talking about how he created Wolfwood or Livio. Yeah. Like this is another chance to save humanity. Yeah. Mixing like how vast and nice are. No, but I'm talking about the revelation that he was the, the scientist that was on the ship that right. survived. He was on the ship that crashed, survived, and turned to the dark side because of knives. Yeah, and and he, yeah, and he followed knives. <laughs> That's so wild. It is wild, but it's like he sees his vision. But uh what you call it? Uh Merrill Roberto, they don't like that. Of course not. So, Elandria, one of the childs. How did you feel about her being naked? It was weird. A little bit, right? Yeah. I didn't look at her. Like, 
you know, I normally see like naked anime and I'm like, oh, naked anime. But like she's like in the, even though she's probably like, I don't know, 100 years old. But like the principal, yeah, of her, like, lowly, it, was, like, it, it, it was it was couldn't a weird setup. Couldn't get into it. Yeah, uh, basically, this child is fighting Roberto and Meryl. Yep, shooting fucking nails. Yeah, shooting like a nail gun while Roberto's trying to get the elevator going. Yep, and they managed it? to escape. Vash and Wolfwood. Yep. were there at the nick of time. They basically take their place to go basically fight. Yep, and they tell Meryl and Roberto to get away. Roberto and Roberto and Meryl get into the uh into the into the the elevator, elevator. and Roberto is like fuck they got me. Yeah. And there's a giant nail in his fucking spleen. Yep, and Meryl cannot accept this. <laughs> he's like let me help you. She's like no. She's like if you pull it out it's just going to make it worse and he's bleeding out. Bleeding out in the elevator. Bleeding out in the elevator. And, and, like, and he actually calls Meryl by her name. Yeah. And says like you know She's like, pull out my flask. And he's like, I guess I gotta help you. I'm like, well, it's better than dying sober. Which I, I chuckled at a little bit. Yeah. But he basically tries to hand her her gun and says like, hey, it's up to you now, kid. And then just drops the gun, passes away. Two more episodes. Rest in peace, Roberto. And that, toward the end, we have to continue. They basically go on. They manage to stop uh, homegirl. What's her name? Yep. Eleandra. Eleandra. They stop her. Um, Vash still tries to be considerate of everything, and Wolfwood's like, No, what the fuck, dude? Like, dude, what the fuck are you on? And the episode basically ends with Meryl picking up the gun, making sure it's loaded, cocks the chamber, and she's got a serious look on her face, like, I'm about to kill a motherfucker. Exactly. She won't. Vash will stop her. No, yeah, she'll get very emotional about it, though. Yeah. And it'll tug the heartstrings, I think. I the way oh, that yeah. they, the way they've delivered this. What she does will be a defining moment, for sure, and I think it will one hundred percent tug at like the heartstrings of the viewer. I really think it's gonna. Oh yeah, just, I can't oh, wait. This, this is, is a five for me. I don't want to rate it a five yet, but I can't like think of if it going. It's definitely a minimum of four, minimum, minimum, and I'm I want to rate it a five, but if I I agreed with Starman from this perspective that if it's a twenty six episode series, you can't rate it a five so soon i wanted to rate my hero five from the get-go but i waited until like episode like 17 or something like that before i rated it a five it's fucking brilliant it's absolutely brilliant it's and for the people that are not watching it you are missing out on brilliance this yeah, is so they, much more well not want to give it a chance like okay fine more for us you're missing out tremendously like just from the perspective of caring about the characters it is eons better I care about every character, including Vash, far more. Yeah, Vash, Wolfwood, Meryl, Roberto, far more than I ever did in the in the original Trigun. Tri- the Wolfwood was the best character in the original Trigun, and he. But, I say, but they actually developed him a lot more, like yeah. better. Yes, they gave him a backstory. They gave him a brother, a legitimate brother. They gave him sympathy. Even though he die, he dies as, as he, so he comes in as a sympathetic character. In the middle, he becomes a piece of shit, and at the end, he dies a sympathetic character. He's yeah. a sympathetic character from fucking jump while being a piece of shit. Yeah, he they mixed the two. Yeah, well, so hell, well. hell even Vash knew about him basically being a traitor. They, yeah, he's like he's sleeping with the devil. Vash is sleeping with the devil in essence when he hangs out with Wolfwood, but he sees the good in Wolfwood. And he sees that even though 
the the professor has fucking like the scientist has fucking twisted him, him and augmented him, augmented him and ruined him. He still got his soul. Wolfwood has a soul when it's all said and done. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah. Meryl's not feckless, right? She's not just chasing after Vash because she loves him. She has reason. She they gave Meryl a purpose. Yeah. They gave her purpose. It's amazing. 209 around there. 207. So we got to clip that so we can show fucking Angel and, and Starman. Right. We'll get to that. But uh, let's move on. We got four more. Hey. Yeah, you go ahead with this one, Angel. You want to do? Well, I guess no. Let's do Tomo first. All right, we'll do you want to? You want to end? Are you saying you want to end the rom coms with Nagatoro? Is that what you want to? Is that you? I was, was, was going to do the penultimate. Sorry, we got five lines, but uh, I was saying we could have the penultimates as. Oh, uh, uh, fuck me. Uh, all right, fine. Yeah, because we'll like, Nagato, Nagatoro, Tomo, oh, and no. Ice Guy are, are have their penultimates. They're talking about Angel. We watch Angel. We adore Angel. Yep. We don't. Uh, we love Angel. I fucking well. We don't love Angel Rodriguez. Angel. No, Rodriguez. no. He's just a. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> we love you. I'm, I'm gonna meet Angel for the first time on Sunday. You know that, right? Yeah. I put Dick instead of Angel. <laughs> we love Dick. <laughs> I mean, you've had Dick. I don't have Dick. Yeah. All right, move on. Talk about your baby here. My baby. My baby. Again. And the dream. And <laughs> it, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. She will too. <laughs> Eventually, I can't wait till they make a dojin of this. Uh, Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Right, go ahead. It was stellar. Angel next door was simply stellar for episode. It starts out very somber. Mahiru manages to notice again. It's just even just starting off on the commentary. Just the principle of that's how deep your connection is, where you could see when your partner is not well. Everything can be completely fine, and it's not. Like I'll give you, I'll give you a real life example with my friend right and she's at the bar we're at the bar my my girl our best friend and one of the homies that stays at like this place where she works at she works at a hotel this guy stays there he's really cool we're all cool with him but and they've you know done things and we're just chilling talking whatever he automatically right out the blue is like what's wrong and she's like what do you mean she's like he's like you're not yourself what's going on and I was like, oh, that's so nice. Like off rip, because I already knew the circumstance. And she he, she was like, wow, like, how did you like, she's like, you're just not yourself. And so she proceeded to tell him his her story about what was going on. And I think that's off the rip. One of the best things you can get out of a partner is being able to like discern when your person is not your person. And it can be the most minute thing. And just understanding that person enough to know when something is off, even so slight, is just so brilliant. It's absolutely adorable. So so it's it's the shit that you should live for in looking for a right. partner. It's amazing. So uh, Mahiru notices immediately Amane is just not quite himself. Yeah. And Amane is like, well, don't worry about it. It's nothing important. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like, tell me. Like, just you know, I'm here. Like, I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to laugh at you. Let me listen to you. We So, uh, basically, Amane goes into the story about the whole reason why he's living alone is because he was bullied in middle school. He was used. He was naive. He yeah, was it, was, it was mostly the used part because he overheard. Yeah. So, basically, there was some bullies and they used him for his money. His family is very well off. He was a very bright kid, like, very, like, happy, like, go lucky. The way he is with 
my hero now he was like that in general and then he found like these guys he started hanging out with these bullies they were using him for his money he overheard them talking shit about him like oh we use him for his money da 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 and he confronts them about it and they like tell him like Dude, you're only good for money like you're fuck you kid right but because of this because he was so trusting and i've been here because i'm a very trusting person myself when it comes to friendships and i've been burned in the past because of that like he becomes disillusioned he becomes disenfranchised with the with the idea of human interaction and so he becomes on he starts to like distance himself he becomes wary of trusting other that loses confidence in himself yeah he loses confidence in himself and so he decided basically like hey in high school i want a brand new start i don't want to know anybody like send me to tokyo right cool he gets his style his parents are well off they love him and we we know that look it's the complete opposite he mentions that give me a second to drink right and so you know basically that's how he ends up where he's at and she he tells mahiru basically to don't worry about it my story doesn't compare to your story punished meryl will not take stage oh that we mentioned that already sorry yeah yeah we did yeah all right i just noticed the comment um and mahiru to her credit is like listen like you can't compare the two, I get it, but this is something that only basically you feel. Like this is a pain that you carry, and only you know how to deal with it. And I just want to be here for you to help you deal with that. And that is again amazing. She just wants to be a supportive partner. Yeah. And that is all you can ever ask for. As someone who deals with a, a partner that like constantly struggles we, we constantly struggle with our ups and downs it just it speaks so much to me when it comes to like just the principle of her wanting to like just be there like it, she doesn't have to do shit right he doesn't want her to do shit she yeah. just wants to be supportive be there to like you know right rely on and Again, just because of male pride, Aman is like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. She's like, no, like she's very insistent. And she mentions that I believe, I don't know if it's here or later on the episode. She's like, women can be persistent. And so I'm being persistent where I want to be here for you. And she grabs Amane by the head, brings her to her, to her bosom, not in a sexual way, just brings her to her bosom. And like, like basically tells her like, it's okay. Like I'm here for you. I'm always going to be here for you. And they embrace just a nice, long, warm embrace of a hug. Very wholesome. Very amazing. Right. Right. So the next day they go to school and um, a couple of the girls go up to Mahiru and they're like, hey, you know, we heard uh, you were walking the, the, the mall with a guy. And she goes, yeah, yeah, it was. And they're like, oh, is that your boyfriend? And she's like, no, it's just a friend, you know, with good friends. But, but it's a date, right? But it's a date, right? And she's like, well, I guess you could say, yeah, it's a date. And they're like, what do you mean? You guess you say, like, what's this? And she's like, he's a friend, but he's the dearest person that I hold to her. Bro, I felt like, oh, my God, squee, squee. Like, bro, I squeed. It was so beautiful. Like, she trusts. And Amane is completely caught off guard. He's like, huh? Nani? Nani? Nandasore? What's this? What's going on? So he confronts her basically when they get home from school that day. She talks about it and like she's I can't. Like, you be sure it's that. okay to say that? It's okay to say that. And she's like, yeah. She's like, listen, being popular means that everyone judges everything you do, and the best way to confront rumors is to give them a little bit of the truth, you know. And I'm, that made perfect sense. 
but she basically said, I meant to do this. Right? I meant to tell them this. I want people to know how much you mean to me without them knowing it's exactly as you. And Amani is like, well, what if I did that? And she's like, you wouldn't, but... <laughs> You wouldn't, but you know, and so again, just another interaction, and they're continuing to have their interaction. And she's like, Oh, by the way, um, Itsuki and um, Katawaki are coming through to have a study party, and she's like, Okay, and she's like, Hey, can I study too? And he's like, Yeah, if you want, no problem. And she's like, You want to invite Chitose? And of course, Chitose already fucking invited herself. She invited, yeah, she invited herself, she invited her fucking self, of course, right? And so they're like, Oh. So they all come through the next day, and Katawaki is like, hey. Oh, I skipped the part. I skipped the part. I skipped the part. Yes. So that night after they have this interaction, basically, um, uh, Amane goes to sleep. Amane dreams of Mahiru, dreams of their first time together. And Mahiru is wearing some nice, like, sexy little lace. Not lingerie, but like a sexy pajama. Yeah, sexy lace pajama. And she's like, hey, you know, touch like, me more, touch me more, be gentle. She goes in for the kiss. Amani wakes up in a cold sweat, pulls the sheets off, looks over, and he's like, son of a bitch. He, he even a, like, he even told her he had a wet dream. Wait, there's more. So um the next day they go to school, and um Chitose is like, Hey, why you look so fucking like dr- like tired like what's going on and she plays it off he's like i've just been running and he has been he's been working out more and he tells uh he tells my this too like you know for male pride i just want to look better i want to feel better and she's like oh that's good you know and the and i guess the whole story of this is a like the principle of their, their development but b is the title of the story which we'll get into at the end it's the title of the story or the yeah. title of the series and so um he's very like short kind of cold and um Mahiru, when they get home is like what did i do tell me what i did i apologize for whatever they know, I did. it's not what you did it's not what you did and she's like well what's going on he's like i'm just thinking about a lot it's very personal and she's like well you don't want to tell me another cue of like another cue of, of their relationship like you know like i'm feeling something personal well you can't trust me tell me whatever it is i'm here to listen i'm here to be here for you and so he tells her the story. And so she's like, so I seduced you in my dream, in your dream? And she goes, he goes, yeah. And she's like, well, what did I do? And Amon is like, no, I'm not going to fucking tell you what you did. Like, why do you want to know? And she's like, it's good to know. So I don't do it. Or I do do it. You know? And she's like, why? He's like, why? She's like, maybe I want to make your heart flutter. I want to make you get excited. I'm like, okay, we get horny Mahiru. Okay. Yep. Again, key for Dojin. But I digress. Anyway. Um, so the day of the of the party com- of the the study group comes. Everybody studies. Katawaki himself is actually impressed. He's like stunned, and they're like, "What's up, Katawaki?" And he's like, "Like Shina-san, Mahiru looks so like natural in your house. Like it's like your wife." And he's like, "Yeah, well, I mean, she comes every day to cook for me." And then fucking Itsuki and Chitose are like, <laughs> and that was cute. Yeah. Um, and so they do the studying. Everything is all good. They leave for the day. Um, they're tired. And, uh, and Mahiru, just like a wife, gives him a, um, a cup of tea. And they speak. And they have a conversation, basically. And um, I forgot to actually... Let me backtrack real quick. Let me backtrack real quick. Before the study party, um, uh, what's it called? Mahiru's like, hey, you're really serious about wanting to do good this, this, for these tests. And Aman is like, yeah, I want to get in the top 10. And Mahiru's like, okay, if you get into the top 10, I'll grant you any one wish. Yep. 
No matter and what it is. No matter what it is. And so he goes, even if it's a risky wish, like something risque. And she's like, she's like, depends. she's like, it depends. But I think I would be impressed by your gall to ask me that. Your manly gall to ask me that. And I would probably grant it anyway. Basically, I think it was like use her as a lap, use her as a lap pillow. Yeah, so he requests to basically use her as a lap pillow. And she's like, okay. And in my oh, head, I'm like, bro, like, give me some topping. No, no, I was like, no, I, no, she's like, fine. Anyway, so everything happens. They go to the, um, they leave, they have a conversation. And the conversation is just basically like, hey, no matter what, like, is going on, like, I enjoy taking care of you. You're helpless. You know, it's kind of like little digs at him, but in cute ways. And they're like, hey, like, I enjoy, I enjoy taking care of you. Let me spoil you, Rotten, is basically what she's saying. Let me spoil you. I want to spoil you. I enjoy this. And she looks at him in the eyes, and he's flustered. She comes closer. They're about three inches apart. She takes her index finger, rubs her index finger on his lips, and says, let me spoil you. And she smiles. End of episode. God damn. I did appreciate Amane a little more in this episode. He's still not best boy for me, but I kind of get him a little How? bit. How? How is he not best boy? Who's your best boy right now? I'm not Let's telling you. All right, give me two options. No. <laughs> All right, so how, why is he not best boy? No, this, I just didn't like him that much in the early episodes. But again, as these progress, I, said, I get him a little bit. He is the ultimate respectful gentleman. He has every opportunity that every pervert boy would ever want. He's got the this girl in the palm of his hand. If he really wanted to, I could have seen that I didn't go over early on when she's trying to comfort him, right? He grabs her from behind, tells her, Don't you dare come, turn around and like in an embrace. Yeah. And she's embarrassed. And she has this face of like, oh my God, I can't believe he's doing this. But I willingly accept him doing this. I'm willingly accepting him wanting to, like, what is he going to do? Is he going to grab a boob? Is he going to fucking hold my waist? Is he going to kiss my neck or nibble my ear? Like, there's now in this episode, and that's something that I disagree with Starman so much because he's like, they're not doing anything. They're not doing anything. Progressively, they've continued to improve over their relationship. But now, for the first time, we're getting sexual tension. We're getting mm-hmm. physical tension between them. And that's one of the raw. Yeah, yeah, not something that happens like the first episode or any of that. Any of that I appreciate Horror Mia because they did have sex, right? Yeah. And I'm not looking for sex. I, there's not a single ounce of me that wants them to truly have sex. It'd be great right. for my fucking perverted self, but I'm not looking for that. But they're getting physical tension. They're getting closer. She holds, like, bro, like she holds both his cheeks. He pets her. He, bro, touching his lips. Like the, just the subtle, the subtle body language that she exudes to him is absolutely phenomenal. And he's best boy for me because he doesn't take advantage of that. You would think, oh, he's kind of a putz, right? He doesn't realize he's no. Things. You could say that, but he's respectful. He's kind. He doesn't want to overextend the boundaries. He's fully aware that if he does a wrong move, that it's over her and it's over. And that's not the case. She is so fully invested in this man, like outside of rape, God forbid, like he could, he could do no wrong because he's simply himself. She fell in love with him because he's himself and he has self-control. He's got self-control. 
And he's a good-natured, kind-hearted, warm soul. She And she mentioned, again, another part that I skipped over. She's like, I enjoy these first. Everything I do with you is first. You're the first man that I've ever like had an interaction with. You're the first man I've ever wanted to get close with. You're the first man that's ever like I've ever touched. I've ever hugged. I've never wanted close to me. Like, even though you're a man, like you mean more to me than any other person in my life. She has literally said those words. That is fucking amazing. That is beautiful. That is truly beautiful that she as a, and, you know, there's something about that to be said, you know, when a woman doesn't like when you're not like you know you're not making the move and the woman needs to make the move the way she goes about it is so proper and so admirable she's not throwing herself at him by any means of the imagination but she is just offering her full unconditioned love to him she even says that like she's like you know she basically says that you know like at toward the end when they give the hug she's like for once let your guard down. Let me in. And it's not in a manipulative way. She's not using him. She has no plans to fucking do him dirty. Let me in. Break down your guard. Let me be the one that you share these deep emotions and thoughts and feelings and ideals with. That's amazing. It's so fucking amazing. And we're only 10 episodes in. We have another two to go. Yep. Last one, penultimate is tomorrow. Penultimate is tomorrow. I'm still waiting for the shoe to drop. I'm waiting for something to go awry. I'm waiting for someone that isn't supposed to know to know, to start talking shit. And I'm honestly thinking, truthfully, honest to God, Amane is going to step up. And that's going to be his most defining moment this season is when he steps up. And he steps up for, for, for Mahiru. He steps up for himself. He claims her. However, whatever scenario that happens, that will be his defining moment that will cinch him best boy. It will cinch it. I cannot wait. I'm talking myself into a five. I just want to see the moment. I want that fucking awe moment. And this by this is the only, I think this is the only show that's made me like shed a tear this season. And lately, and I, I mentioned that, I think I mentioned that, I mentioned that to my friend Carlino when we were hanging out, right? I was like, lately, ever since, like, things have been good with my girl, like, I haven't seen any rom-com anime that have, like, touched me in that way. Maybe because they're not as good or because maybe my love life is more satisfying than what it was before. But just the way Angel portrays this budding relationship is truly a encapsulation of what all people should truly look for. This is an encapsulation of what your relationship ideally should be without any sexual pretense to it. That's beautiful. It's beautiful. <clears throat> Moving, on. Moving on. Nagatoro. Progression. We got some progression. Uh, we basically picked up where we left off where Tsunomiya tells Senpai, hey, take her on a date. Mm-hmm. Well, Nagato says, hey, I'm going to do judo and bully senpai. I'm going to take it all. Yep, because he's a good sub. And not ten, not senpai dick. I'm going to take it all emotionally. Yeah, take all of them. <clears throat> uh, Nagato doesn't know. He's like, eh, like, 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 I don't want, like, I don't want that type of thing. Mm-hmm. 
And when a Sunomiya gets picked up by the class president, uh, he asks her, basically, she, she knows about the whole thing, and the advice she gives him is, follow your heart. Uh-huh. While, you know, while Sunomiya idolizes Kaicho's helmet, the buddy helmet. Ah. Yeah, so basically, Naoto, <clears throat> sorry, Senpai, uh, waits for Nagatoro at Judo Club. Yep. And he's like, oh, you got a like teasing and type of thing. <laughs> Were you spending all night with suit with, with uh, the hussy, basically? All night long. And he's like, no, night. no, being teased. And they said there was a break coming up. And didn't say it was a date, but basically asking her if she was free. And eventually got to the point where she actually says yes. And it's an aquarium date. Yeah. So, yeah, so he actually blurted out, listen to the follow your heart thing. Yep. Again, didn't say date, but still invited her to go somewhere outside yep. of school, not club. Yep. So progress, really good progress. Yes. And, and uh, I love, I just, you know, I love the line from Nagatoro. Nag- He's struggling, right? Senpai is struggling with trying to ask. And, se- and Nagatoro is like, hey, if you have something to tell me, say it properly. And it's a callback to what he had said to himself. Like, hey, if I've got something to tell you, I want to tell you properly. Yep. Beautiful callback. Nice callback. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the next day. Uh, two separate things. First, uh, Senpai, he tells uh, Sudomiya about, hey, I asked her out. Yeah. And it's like, good job. <laughs> yeah. Like a demonic type of fucking thing. Yeah. But unfortunately, on the other side, it's all not so gravy. Yeah. But Nagatoro spaced it out. Gamo and the crew, minus the prostitute. Basically, there. Yeah, get. By the way, we actually get words from Yoshi, not just at libs. Yeah, yeah, we get we got some words from her. That was surprising. Finally, Yoshi's not a whore. I don't think Gamo's a whore either. I think Gamo's gay. First, no, no, the other one. No, no, no. Talk about the other one. Oh, without Sakura. Yeah, without Sakura, she wasn't there. Oh yeah, she's blowing somebody. Yeah, it it was just Gamo Yoshi, like how how it used to be originally. Yeah, Sakura's blowing somebody right now behind like the the school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, Nagatoro explains what happens, but Gamma and Yoshi, they have a little side thing saying, so she's going to, they took it out, she's going to take Senpai's virginity. We must save Paisen's virginity. We, we cannot have this. No, 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 no. Uh, Why are you cock blocking, bitches? We'll get to cock blocking. No, no, you know, that also irks me because they think Nagatoro is like some sort of slut. No, Nagatoro is not some sort of fucking slut. Yeah, we'll get to cock blocking. We'll get cock. We'll get up to cock, cock block of ice guy in a bit, but uh. Yeah. Oh my god. Hey, I gotta pee yeah. real quick. Keep talking. Yeah, yeah, go on. But oh uh, yeah, we get to the next day, and it's uh, senpai. He's waiting. So you know, maybe Nagatoro stood her up, stood him up. But no, it turns out uh, Nagatoro is there. She has a nice little outfit on. They're all meeting up. They're again happy. But in the corner, we see Gamo and Yoshi saying, "Let's go save Paisen's virginity." And on the other corner. Tsunomiya and Sana, they say, let's go, let's let's save Senpai, make sure the date goes well. Did she want, they want the date to go well. So our finale is going to be the aquarium date. And can't wait. So fun stuff there. We're going to get to Tomo now. All right. As he is peeing, we are waiting. I didn't touch my dick. So for those like, you didn't wash your hands. I didn't touch my dick. Pull the shorts down. Let her rip. Well, I'm get, well, I'm getting my shot re- ready for the main event. 
Oh, you're getting your shot ready for the main event. Uh, this is the most I think you've drunk on this podcast. This is the most I've drunk ever. Oh, stop. No, it is I, not. I, I just do. I usually do a drink or two. No, this is the most that I've you drunk ever. You, I was going to say, you drank more when we hung out. Yeah, okay. Because you had mixed drinks, you had shots. Yeah. And you had the edible. Right, right. So Good yeah, time. the most I drank in a while. Happy St. Paddy's, buddy. Yep, I'm going to do more tomorrow. Fucks. You're off for 10 days, brother. Do whatever the fuck yeah. you want. Well, I got oh. well, I got the con and fucking Wednesday. Well, I'm leaving Wednesday for that, but I got my yeah, friends yeah, coming yeah, yeah. up. Hopefully Monday or Tuesday depends on if my friend gets his costume done. Yeah, and then hopefully have, Monday. But and then you have the bingo. What? And you have bingo. Yeah, sure. I got bingo. No, but I was gonna say, like, you know what sucks is like, like I'm like it, normal me would be like I'm excited to see Nagatoro's like progression. Like, are they gonna kiss? Are they? What are they gonna do? Like, are they gonna like reveal anything in terms of feelings? But then I saw. Did you see the panel that was on Facebook regarding Senpai and Nagatoro from With... the manga? No, I, I I do feel like we're gonna get a season three though. We one hundred percent will because the panel that I saw is they're in a hot spring in onsen, and they're in the onsen the onsen together naked. Well, they usually are naked in those. So, but yeah, but like literally, like it's senpai is like got his back towards Nagatoro, and Nagatoro is like pressing her like a cup titties like on his back, naked, naked, naked. Alrighty, uh, let's get. Should we get to Tomo? Is that our co-main? No, co-main's Ice Guy. Okay, let's get to Tomo. I got the Tomo. Uh, basically, good progression. Uh, good progression, and not on the same front that we would imagine. Right, and we'll get to that in a bit. Uh, basically, it starts off with Tomo wants a job, and she tells Miss Susan that because it's June's birthday coming up. Yep, I want to buy him a present. Yep, and nothing shady, and laws not nothing shady. Yep. And Isuzu says you should just get a part-time job then. Yep. And then Carol, of course, goes, I wanted. <laughs> like, like, all right, cool. Try, whatever. But Tatsumi, he hears this. And he says, well, I, you can come. Why not come work for me? And it's uh, his family business. And we see Tatsumi's father. Yeah. And it's a ramen shop. Yeah. So basically, get all this. Uh, we see Tomo in a maid outfit. Say, same with Carol. Yep. First, Tomo's all flustered, embarrassed. Yep. But Mizuzu wearing fucking cooking clothing. Yep. They, she's like, ah, I ain't doing that. I'd be dead. I'd rather be dead. Yep. So all that's going on. They get the customers in. Yep. Uh, and Misuzu talks normal. She's friendly. <laughs> you can put on a good front, but she's we've always known that. Yeah, but like, she, it's more fleshed out here. Yep. Like, like almost a smile, a happy yep. tone in her voice for once in her life. Yep. Uh, Carol's useless, so they have her go out, go outside. Yep. So Carol is the uh, panda girl with the signs. Yep. And she and she actually asks, "What sound does a panda make?" Rar, Kumo. Rar. <laughs> I want to see that in dub. Yep. Oh man. Uh, you know, hold on. Speaking of dub, real quick, if I can go backwards, way back, high card. I was thinking about this as I was watching high card. I would want to watch, and I think you know this might shock people. When it comes to English, English-based anime, like in England, in America, I think I want to watch the dub. It feels yeah. more right. I don't think there will be one, and that's fine with me, one hundred percent. I'm just saying, like for something like High Card, that should be a dub, and that would be a dub that I would watch because it's so English-based with the right. names and the and the the scene, the the location. It's in England, like or what is like UK. 
So in this instance, you know, I was just saying that because I was like, I want to see this scene in dub because we've already established that Carol's dub is actually pretty fucking legit. Yeah, it's the same VA. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we get to all that. Uh, businesses pick it up because of Carol will get that in a bit. Yeah. And who walks into the door? Junkun! Junkun! Tom was all flustered, like, what? What are you doing here? Yeah. And she asks uh, Tanabe, like, did you do that? Oh, yeah, he comes here once a week. Yeah. So all's going on. And then, uh, of course, Miss Suzu uses this to tease June. It's like, so, do you like her in a maid outfit? He's like, it's it's good, I guess, type of thing. Yeah. And tells, uh, and then Tomo's like, wait, wait. And then Tomo's outside. Like, what is like, what does she mean by that? And then Carol's like, it means it's good. Like, like, don't look too much into it. Like, it's fine. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, Tomo serves her the food. So serves him the food. Yeah. While that's going on, uh, Carol has uh, more customers because she's cute in the maid outfit. Yep. Uh, going on, and um, June even talked about how he would come by every every day during break, as long as she was there. Yeah. Instead of just once a week. Uh, shift's over. Everyone gets paid. They got a bonus. Yep. Because of all, the, of, all, of all the hard work they've done. Yep. And when they get outside, June was outside. Yep. And he actually did come every day to basically support support them support tomo yep and then he talked about you know for some reason the food there was better when you were serving me served it. It, yep i was like oh it was made with love basically yep so tomo gets all flustered and we get to the next day uh birthday uh he gets a gift nice it's a watch thing. yep nice watch and tomo's like oh. oh yeah i got the same thing we're matching and, he's and like, then, oh. and then tomo's like what what do you mean by that like as friends, like oh, oh, and so she points out, she's like, "Wow, it's been a while since, you know, it's been like homies. Like it's just been like, oh, like you know, there's been progression. Like I thought June was changing, but I guess not." And so then Tomo's like, "Hey, I brought cake. You want to go inside and have cake with me?" And June is like, "Well, my mom's not around. She won't be around till tonight. So can we have cake at your house? I'm sure your mom is around." Right. And then Tomo's like, "Oh, I guess maybe there has been progression because he sees her as a woman. He doesn't want to be alone with her at the house." He thinks things might happen. Yeah, doesn't want to get the wrong idea. Tomo Moni may not be the best thing, you know. Okay, that that was the first half, and now we get to the second half. It's basically, of course, cultural festival. They're going to put on a play. We'll get to that in a bit. Yep. But Suzu, this is a progression more for her. Yep. Uh, basically, Tomo goes back to, "Hey, how does how can I get you to see me as a woman?" And she says, "Let him touch your tits." Yeah. You got to get physical. That's the only way. And then this is the elaborate plan of basically what's going to happen is uh, you're going to stand down here. I'm going to be up here. I'm going to push June down the stairs and then yeah. he's going to fall on your fall on your tits. It's a yeah. good plan. Tomo's like, no, you're crazy. He's like, oh, are you weak? Yep. And then she's like, let's, let's go. <laughs> she's ready. Uh, June comes down. He said, hey, Tomo, why are you down there? Then Susan pushes him. He's like, so like, she's really trying to kill me. Tomo's ready to catch him. But no, Drew's like, no! Spins himself around while in the air. Goes past him. And what does he do, Ethan? He, she fucking, like you said, he just manages to jump. I don't know how, by the way. He, he dodges Tomo in midair. And lands on his feet past her. Past her. And who comes around the corner, Matt? 
Carol. And, and what does he do, Matt? He grabs her tit. Full on tit. Hey, I love Carol's reaction. Ooh, bad June. Yep. Like she's she's in a relationship now with her cousin. Hey, watch out now. And then uh, Tomo is like angry. Misuzu shocked. And then he like, let's go. I'll make it up to you. Oh, no, you're fine. I, I know what you could do. Like, she taps Tomo's shoulder. And then he's like, go ahead. Just me up as hard as you can. And he's yeah. like, I, but you didn't do it. Like, it wasn't, like, you, that wasn't your intention. I know, but do it anyway. And then, bam, bam. Ass whooping. I, I'm yep. going to do June's fat cheeks. Yeah. And then this is where Miss Suzu gets this realization of every time she's involved, they fuck up, Tomo and June. And now she feels like she's doing it intentionally. She even tells Carol that. It's like, I'm just like, I'm still really like, I don't want them together. And then Carol's like, that's bullshit, basically. <laughs> and now, basically, because of this, Misuzu can't face Tomo. So it got to the point where basically she calls out sick when she's not really sick. She's sick mentally. Oh, you skipped yeah. the part. You skipped the part, by the way. What? When, when um, what's it called? Mizuzu is like, oh, you know. Like she starts realizing, like, hey, oh right, that's right. She that this, that, that, this, this is where she trips. Growth. This is where I mentioned of the growth. Like she realizes as she's in class, she's like, you know, I don't want them to get together because I'm gonna lose Tomo, and I don't want to lose Tomo. And so rather than speaking about it with Tomo, she basically retracts within her feelings. She's walking down the stairs as she continues to, to she, comprehend she, this. Yeah, this is and where she, she falls down. And who's at the bottom of the stairs to catch her? Tanabe, Tatsumi, yeah. Matsumi, yeah. Tanabe makes sense. I always forget Tanabe, so Matsumi, I found out, makes sense. Well, well, Tatsumi, Tanabe. Tatsumi, yeah. Tatsumi, yeah. So Tatsumi catches her, and for once, Mizuzu's grateful. She's like, you know, thank you for catching my, breaking my fall. I yep, appreciate and it's that. Like, is what can I do to make you... up for you? And and Tanabe is like, no, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Like, you know, she's like, no, are you sure? It's a your only opportunity. I'm repentive, basically. And she's like, you can ask for anything. And she, he's like, can we exchange contact numbers? And she's like, oh, that's all you want? And I love Tatsumi's response. It's just like, oh, I could have asked for more. Fuck. But no, but no, this is a good step. It's a good step. But no, like, and the and the rest of the episode can just progress in this manner to an extent that basically, as we, as Matt will get into momentarily when Tomo yeah. visits a sick, quote unquote, sick Mizuzu, is the fact that we get character development from Mizuzu, that Mizuzu can't compartmentalize the fact her best friend loves her childhood friend and even though she feels that she's been doing the right thing for her in reality but, 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 a detriment but, to them yeah and i said i'll get to them when we get there but basically uh tomo starts feeling upset because she told carol just carol but yeah. not tomo that she's sick and it got like and then basically it's a couple of days three days basically yeah but what's going on uh the class is saying we're doing a play of cinderella and we'll get to that in a bit, like fully. And this is where this is the hilarious part of the bit. Yeah. Uh, Tomo, she stops by Miss Susan's house, like for the window. Like basically, yeah, she opens the window curtain. Tomo's right there, just almost like, fuck that. Yeah. And uh, now Tomo's getting the wrong ideas. Like, so, like, do you hate me now, type of thing? Yeah. Uh, basically, and then Tomo talks about how she doesn't hate Miss Susan no matter what she decides to do. And then Miss Susan's like, ah, oh, typical Tomo. She's a good in people. Yeah. That type of shit. So she tries to go to school. She goes to school and automatically we see her yelling with a declaration, like, why am I Cinderella? Yeah. So and we find out why. And why is it why is it, Ethan? 
Because Carol fucking volunteered her. Yep. He's like, wait, I got ideas. And she was about to, like she was about to rip her face off. Yep. And of course, Tomo is the prince because of her tomboyish figure. Yep. I thought it'd be June, but you know. Oh. But uh June's the fucking tree. <laughs> and yep. Carol is the evil stepmother. <laughs> yep. It's like, what the fuck? And then um what you call it? They're they're at they're they're at the rehearsals. Uh, Miss Susan has his glare, and June calls her out. Yeah, saying that hey, what's wrong? It's like nothing. Like, I, you're lying. I know what's wrong and what's not. So Miss Susan just fucking pushes the tree, saying like you gotta confront her head on, or otherwise you're just gonna keep repressing basically everything. Like you're yep. not gonna grow as a person. Yeah, and he gets pushed over for his troubles. Yep, and he's like, and he can't get up. He's a turtle. I can't <laughs> get up. Fuck! <laughs> and she walks away. Yeah, and then she has this reflection to herself. I think what they're going to come down to, why it's not working, is because she's forcing Tomo to be what she's not. Like, girly, feminine. See, I get that, but without her not doing that, June would have never recognized her. Right, it but... Helped. It's, it, it's helped a little bit, but I feel like that's, that should not be the main thing. Like, Caesar's a woman, but still love her for her. So let me ask you something, because, you know, honestly, like... Tomo and June are the main characters of the story. Yeah. But Mizuzu, in many ways, is truly the main character because she's the leading protagonist that drives their story. Carol has her shining moments, no doubt. I was was saying Mizuzu is kind of the antagonist. In a way, she is kind of the antagonist. I would 100% agree. Carol, for me, is really close to being supporting character of the year, depending. There's a lot to be discerned, the supporting female. Sporting yeah. girl, she's up there, absolutely. But no, uh, let's finish off, man. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think it's gonna come down to, yeah, I was wrong trying to change the type of thing, I followed the work, yeah. Like, yeah, the, it lit, it made it's gonna make June see her more as a woman, but basically, he likes for her, and I think that's gonna be the main thing when we get yep. there, yep. And the end, the end of the episode, we get a nice little moment with uh, Tomo and June, yep, they're walking home, and Tomo wants help. Like more rehearsal. Yep. So June is Cinderella. Yep. Well, Tomo's still playing the press, and you see June sat a little bit more feminine with this. I thought I, I was it was funny. It was really funny. Yeah. And Tomo was like, I I'm really enjoying this. Well, June's like, please stop. I was like, no, uh, I no, want more. No, let's practice more. Yeah. And that was where the episode ends. So we'll we'll get that. I can't wait. Yeah, we get an episode. So in terms of episodes that are concluding the week afterwards, we've got Tomo, Angel, Ice Guy, Ice Guy. No, Ice Guy is a twelve episode. They're in yeah, the, they're in yeah, it's it Tuesday. Okay, no, well, I'm, uh, yeah, I guess you're right. That makes sense. Angel is next Sunday, next Saturday. Yeah, the Saturday after next. No, the Saturday after next. Yeah, yeah, they're concluding WrestleMania Saturday. Yeah, uh, Reincarnation, which you're not watching, ends at that time, and Buddy Daddies includes. Yeah, yeah, that and Trigon as well, I believe. Trigon thirteen. 12. Mm, yeah, it's on 10. And Revengers. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, it ends next week. And Revengers. It's 11? No, uh, episode 11 is tomorrow. Oh, the week and 12, after. Okay. And 12 next week, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, should we get to our co-main? Let's get to it, buddy. Ice Guy and his cool female colleague. Uh, we picked up where we left off with the after credit where Hiromu was talking to someone about moving in with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's talking to Saijima about it. Mm-hmm. But Kamori fucking pester it in, overhears it, 
Mm-hmm. And she figures for you, she's talking about Hiromu asking for Yusuke to mm-hmm. move in. And she's getting all happy, be like, oh my god, so cute. I can't wait. I gotta go talk to her right now. So, like, so what's going on for Yusuke? And she's like, what? Like, so what about this? I'm moving. Like, I'm not moving. Like, my, my apartment's fine with me, not Meru. And then she's getting the wrong idea. Like, did, wait, wait, did she ask? Did Hiromu ask someone else to move in? Yeah. And eventually, Hiromu and Saitima talked to her, like, no, like, we're, like, we're talking about a cat. Yeah. Basically, we found a stray cat. Well, he found a stray cat that's like on the way home or t- to work. Yeah. Uh, it's been like this for a month where the cat's been shy in front of him, but eventually warmed up. So Hiromu wants to want to take it in. Yeah. And then uh, eventually for Yusuke, he walk, she walked in the conversation. Um, Hiromu asked for Yusuke for her help with the cat. Yeah. So they do that. And then fucking reason like, I'm your... I'm your I'm your kitty senpai. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, yeah, they go around looking for. They went to the they went to the parking area at night. The cat's nowhere to be found. Also, we're finding out uh, Hiromu finally is learning to control his ice powers slowly, but yes. yeah, slowly. But like he, he, it doesn't go like that with cats. Yeah. Just just not with Fusuki. But to be I, fair, she to be fair, she's gorgeous. So she really is. She is one hundred percent like. In terms of, you know, well, it's, it's inconsequential. I was going to mention something, but that's fine. I can mention it later on. Uh, well, well, we, we, you can bring it up after this. No, it's just, it was just, I was going to say about the animation. Like, she is like the, probably the most gorgeously animated like figure. Yeah. No, no. This is, this is nicely animated, the show. This is honestly, and I mentioned this to Starman, like it, early, I mentioned this like a few weeks ago. Like, this is like, this was an early contender for animation of the season simply because of the eyes, the way oh, yeah. they do the eyes. Is the color of it, the shading of it, the color, the shade, and the movement. Yeah. When they're when they're not looking at, they they look to the side, you know, like they're like, and they, the movement, like blinking, like it's so like it, my, it's, the it's, detail it's, is minute, but it matters. That sticks. It's out. it's a strong contender for the season. One hundred percent. Yeah, this Trigun and Vinland from your contenders for animation. Yeah, but uh. Let's continue on. Uh, again, they look for the cat. No luck so far. They eventually find it. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, Fuyusuke, it, it just bonds with it right away. It has a trick. It's like, oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, just have your hand out. Basically, let us sniff you. Let it get familiar with you. Yeah. It's cute. Uh, she picks it up, talks to uh, Bucci, the uh, cat. Yeah. Basically, he's like, hey, Hiromaku's a, a good guy. Take care of him, right? You're being a good home. Yeah. And then he's like all like flustered about it. Yeah. And then she's like, doesn't seem too timid, this cat. Yeah. And, and it's like, did that you find out it's they turn around and there's a fucking missing cat sign right behind them. Of yep. course. Like, How do you not know so a month though? That must have been fairly new. They're like, you know, maybe it's one of those cats that goes out. Probably, of. but uh, but or that or we just didn't didn't go that way. It just always it was just always a straight dot in the park. Yeah, but yeah, they we find out that the cat ran away after a thunderstorm, and the cat lost his way back. Uh, here the Hiromu was a little disappointed that he didn't get the cat, but also happy that it found its owner. Yeah. So Fuyusuki goes. So like, if you want, would you like to come over my place to meet Namiru in person? Yeah. So that was the, that that nice first half. They. He's finally getting to go to her house. Yeah. 
So very nice. We get to the next day. Hiromu's getting ready. And the sister's like, hey, why well, are you happy? He's like, ah, I got something going on. And then she finds out she does too. So she leaves. And right. now Hiromu was like, hey. So he's he basically, he's going to pick up a cake for the house because <laughs> roll cake. Or so. Then they, he goes to Fusuki's house. He sees it for the first time. Yeah. Uh, Namiru is like slowly getting used to him. Yeah. And um, they're getting stuff ready. And who knocked on the door? Hiromu's sister. Yep. She cock blocked. Major. Yep. Like they're about to have a moment finally. But nope. Yeah. And he's like, why are you here? And you find out she sees uh, Yukimi. Yuki. She sees Fuyusuki more than Hiromu on Sundays, like after work. Like, oh yeah, I've been coming here for like a month now. So fuck you. And then uh, basically, uh, Hiramu was talking to Yuki. He's like, You need to leave. I'm trying to fucking yeah. have some alone time with her. He's like, No, but eventually, like, fine. But for Yuki's like, Oh, yeah, this cake's enough for three people. We could all share. Yeah. So Yuki took it as, I'm going to cock block you more. I'm staying. <laughs> Fuck you. I want cake. Yeah. So it's like, You. So they all do that. Um, what, what else happened while they're having the cake with Namiru? Namri went to the box, trying to play the thing. They had the cake. Uh, um, the uh, snow happened, I think. And Namaru ran off for a bit. Yeah. And then Fuyusuki was talking about, oh, like, like she likes the, like she also likes the cold too. It just, it just startle her. Like she actually likes it. That's like, I like it. Like she was saying, she, like she was saying something nice about Hiromu and his eyes. Yeah. But he didn't hear it. Yeah. But Yuki did. So that was really the gist of the episode. Yeah. This was nice. It was good. And, you know, again, I still feel that he's a little bit obsessive, which is why I don't like Ice Guy compared to, to Angel. But it, there's something about their chemistry. Again, they're another one that has so much solid chemistry that's, like, undeniable. And it, right. it, it shines. And I enjoy that very much. About Agreed. Uh, main event time. Main event time. To your eternity. The season finale. Our first finale of the, of the winter. Yeah, from fall. Yep. Uh, basically, we picked up where we left off. Um, knockers are gone. Yep. Uh, Ren Renril is slowly being rebuilt. Yeah. And but not everything's all happy because Macer got called into the the palace, and basically yeah. he has ten days to leave. Yeah. Basically, he was to blame for the princess's death, as they see it. So him, Hiro, and Kai. They're gone. They get kicked out. But Hiro and Kai talk about how they see Macer's basically friends. Yep. But again, he lost the trust of royalty. So all that's going on. And then we're going to get to a crucial thing in a bit. But uh, Fushi is making dinner with Gugu like old times. They're all getting together. Uh, they're talking about uh, like what, what, what everyone wants. Fushi wants to grant their wishes, basically. And talk about basically what they're gonna do with their lives after. Yep. And they're and first they ask uh Bombshin, uh why isn't he reincarnated yet? He said he's gonna wait till everyone's body is back, like Fushi gets everyone back. Yeah. But he, he's still missing a few bodies. Yep. So he's still Kahaku in bodies. What? Because Kahaku has those. Yep. And Kahaku is basically he's a runaway. Yeah. So he's talking in Bond's body, and they brought up um Eiko died how 
I don't know if it was just from the injuries or oh, the knockout. Hand. I don't know. Uh, I don't that think they were weird. like. But um, yeah, apparently everything was like too much. Yeah. And it killed her. Well, she was also what, 10? 10, 11, 12. Oh, but um, yeah, people have been upset about this. But uh, but now Fushi is talking about something that he has to do, basically, because someone said world peace, but that really can't be attained unless the whole world is like, he like covers the whole world. Yeah. So no knockers can be around. And because of this, he's going to lose conscience. Yeah. For basically, he's going to be a vegetable pre- for yeah. the whole procedure. He doesn't know how long it's going to take, but basically, yeah, it's goodbye in this life. Yeah. Because they can still age in all this. Yeah. And he's not going to be around for any of it. That's so interesting that, like, even though they're immortal, this, I found that very peculiar because it's like, even though, like, they're immortal, they, they can still age and die. I didn't, so, because Fushi, so at the beginning of the, of the season, when everything first started at the very beginning, Fushi had aged 50 years. Yeah. Right. But, Fushi himself, because he has so many other bodies, you don't think he would have died because he would have just probably transitioned into another into another character, right? Like, he that's the way he's just he's not a physical body, he's just that stone. Yeah, he's an entity. Yeah. He's a physical, he's a, a um an embodiment of entity of life. Yes. They're but, not. But but because of this, uh, half the people are like they understand, but like I'm yeah. saying, but March does not want that. Dude, I was shocked when you're gonna get into it. We're, we'll get to that in a bit, but uh, basically, like, no, I'm your mommy, you can't do this, you can't leave your mommy alone. I like that little callback with the mommy thing, like, oh. yeah. I appreciate also that March because she's been listening to Fushi and like all the conversations he's had for so long, yeah, is no longer like even though she's in child form, she has adult ideologies and she speaks more of as an adult, yeah, like hundreds, of, you've been with like hundreds, like a couple hundred years at this point, yeah. So but, she retained uh, her child mannerisms without actually being a child w- about the circumstance, for the most part. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah. Way, Chris, you've been really quiet. What's up, guy? You've been watching. Well, yeah, I think I think he's getting his cosplay stuff ready because he's coming up for the college guy. He's do he's cosplaying. Ah, okay. Yeah, they're, they're leaving a couple of days, so they gotta get stuff ready. Is Chris the one that you said is gonna get really shit faced, or no? We mean, you said there was one guy that gets like really shit faced. And you're gonna oh, and rum and cokes. Yeah, that'll be him. That'll be Chris's rum and coke guy. Hey, He's a rum and coke, coke guy. Hey, to you, Chris. My yep. little bit of rum and coke left. Yeah. Uh, so, and uh, Gugu says he's gonna stay in Renro. Yeah. Basically, like guard the body and all that. Yeah. Help the people. Yeah. So, Bon, so uh, Fushi does get to work. Yep. Uh, he's sitting in the huts. Yep. Like, you see roots everywhere. March is like not leaving his side at all, and we find out why. With what? You didn't notice that? No, I did. I forgot what it was like. So Tanari was like, March isn't leaving. March doesn't want to leave, and so she has a potion in her hand. Yeah, and uh, and and it was Gugu. Yeah, he handed it. She handed the potion to Gugu. They fed March while she was sleeping, and Poison. poison. They no, I, I thought I thought it was no, I thought it was Kai because because Kai says I'll be the bag. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was Google. Yeah, Go- no, Google was there, but he yeah, didn't. no, no, it was Kai. Yeah, they so were they, talking, but Kai's like I'll poison do it. March in her sleep, and she passed. He they basically killed March 
Give him a mercy kill. Court. Mercy kill. And while he's unconscious, he feels March's entity like yeah. coming to him. Yep. So that happened. That and happened. Then, and then well, we're to get to go over. They go over every single person. So well, they... not yet, not yet, not yet. Okay, sorry. I'm going to Kahaku. You going to Kahaku? Oh man, this was fucking stellar. Yeah. Uh, basically, um, we first we're at the Bennett Church. Yes. With the father and all this, and uh, Hayat and uh, Kahaku is there with a knocker in his fucking eye and face. Yeah, and he, well, he he's hiding it, but he's like talking about. No, it's, it's, it's there. Okay, it's there. Like, it's but there. yeah, he, he had the hood on first, but he lifts his head up. Yeah, yeah. But he's talking about how he wants to join them, type of thing. Yeah. And then they talk about Fushi and all this, and Kahaku is like on the ledge, and below is like lava, like molten lava. Yeah. So he's basically saying, "Fuck you guys, I love Fushi." He jumps off. And yeah. in his pockets, like his is like like bombs, giant little explosives. Yeah, that are gonna fall in the lava with him. And the knocker is like holding on, but he, Kahaku t- cuts it, so yeah. they both go in the lava together. That knocker's finally dead. So is Kahaku. It releases all of the uh, all the yeah, because yeah, Kahaku talked about how he wasn't good enough because yeah. he was a boy, not a girl. Yeah, that goes with that. And this, and this is like how to make up for it. Yeah, Protect, protecting Fushi and by dying the, and taking the, the Hayase, Yeah, the end of the Hayase line dies. Yep. The knocker dies. The leader of the Church of Benedict dies. The church is like blown explosion. up. Yeah, the church is blown as shit. Yep, and so Fushi, Fushi gets a rush of all his bodies. Yep, Fushi feels this, and he resurrects Bonchen. Yeah. Now Bonchin is like back his original self. Yeah. At... In front of his in front of his children and his grown son. Yep. The Bonchin. wife and child. Yep. Yep. And now we're gonna get to everyone. And so um, but, um <laughs> Maser had the worst. Basically, Maser just self-destructed. Yo deed on alcohol. Yeah. And that was it for him in that one. Kai uh, got killed. Kai got killed. Uh Gugu. Kai. So before that, we continue. There, because of this, there's anti-Fushi factions. Yep. Throughout this period, they kill Kai, and uh, Gugu died of injuries. Yes, from fighting them. Yep, for helping them. But yeah, he sank too much injuries. It he died because of it. Yep. Uh, Tanari, she left. She lived a long life. Died of old age. And we ended it with Bonchin. Bonchin dies of old age. Yep, he did everything he could. Yep, and that was the credits of it. And keep in mind, the, the uh, Fushi's roots are all over the planet at this stage. Yeah, because because Fushi said he'll meet him again when he's done. Yeah, doing his thing, and now we got to thousands of years later. It's current time in Japan. Car- with, yeah, this is the other credit. They're in the modern era. Yeah, Fushi is actually like, conscious. and there's still roots. There's still there's, roots. There's roots everywhere. People are like, it's normal. It's normal. Yeah, and um, yeah, Fushi's like looking around. Like, he's amazed by everything. Yeah, and he's like talking like it's like a happy end type of thing. Like I can't yeah. wait to bring you all base. Like yeah, so we got that, and that is how we end season. No, two. you're forgetting. He is Fushi. He's the original yeah. from the very first character. He still has the rope connected to him. Yep. He disconnects the rope. Fushi at this stage ceases to exist. And are a very original character. 
the unnamed character, the unnamed boy that was in the Arctic comes to life in the current modern era. No, I thought that was just Fushi, but no, it's the it's the boy. It's the boy, original okay. boy. He got rid of Fushi's entity. I don't know where Fushi is now. We don't know. Gotta imagine it's within his heart, right? You would think. As I'm wearing right. shirt. But I thought before I saw the announcement of season three, this was a fantastic end to this show. Yeah. It was poetic. It was conclusive. It was final. You made it. The boy that wanted to see civilization sees civilization. Yeah. The end. And now we get a season three. Yep. How do you feel about that? I don't like it. I feel like it, it just do, didn't need it. It doesn't. And you but... mentioned at the beginning of this show, three hours ago, <laughs> that um, this is where the anime, re- or sorry, the manga readers say that the show digresses. Yeah, I don't know if it's going to be because it could be more slice of life-ish. What is there to do? Is Fushi going to prevent fucking nuclear bombs? Or is it going to be more modern knockers? What is a modern knock? If such. Mm. You don't re- and you don't read the manga, so you don't know. No. Are you going to spoil yourself? Oh, I'll, I'll eventually look, but... Or just read it where it left off. But no, I think this would have been... If it was just these two seasons, like, resurrect everyone, and then everyone got their happy ending... Sure. I can't give it a five, but this is a strong. If, if it did end like that, I probably would have given it a five. I think, regardless of that ending, I would have given this entire season with that conclusion a four and a half. I just, it's not a five for me. I just never got that five feel, but it's a solid four and a half. I rated it four out of five because we don't give halves on my analyst. So it's a four out of five. It's a solid four and a half. This was a very strong ending, excluding the revelation of what will become season three. If the first few episodes were stronger, this would have been a five. I'd agree. But, but I am giving it a four and a half. The weirdness with introducing Bon at first kind of killed it. I think it's just more of I didn't care that much about the Church of Bennett except for Bonchan's realization. And Fushi it worked with the Church of Bennett worked itself out though, because you know you needed like yeah. that type of heel in the story. You needed that antagonist. Yeah, but yeah, I felt, yeah, but I think that yeah, I think the first Two three episodes were just weird enough for it to yeah, like, the first, it like killed, five, it killed the pacing. The first five episodes were like eh, like up and down so much, and then from like episode like six or seven onwards, it was brilliant. It, it was a five. Yeah, if that, like, it, that would have been a five. Yeah. yeah, from seven or eight onwards, it's a five. The first like five to six episodes is like a three. But yeah, so with this, yeah, it's a four and a half because of I that. agree, four and a half. Okay, if is, first... I don't I haven't I haven't ranked the rest of my I, I everybody knows my number one. I'm pretty certain what my number two is. You probably know what it is. I don't know what the rest of my lineup looks like. It's in my top five. I just don't know where I'm putting it yet. Oh it depends yeah. on it depends on the other. If you're drinking, I'm taking straight from the bottle. Well, this is gonna be my last one, so um I wanna watch New Japan Cup, but I've only slept a combined maybe like four hours, four and a half hours today, so Part of me uh, wants to pass out, but also, I'll, I, I think it's gonna be Goto and Sonata in the final. I'm sorry, what you broke? I think up. it's gonna be Goto and Sonata in the finals. I haven't seen a single match of the New Japan Cup. I, I, no. I just, I, I'm just looking at the brackets. I, I haven't. Know, I, do, I know. I know the results. I know nothing about the way that things have played out. Yeah, I know it's uh, Shota and Finley and Goto and Tonga tomorrow, but I don't see Finley going to the finals. Shota, I don't see him going that far yet. Because he's still new, I think he'll get booked strong. Maybe next but, year. 
Next year, definitely. I, he'll he'll win it him? next year. Shota facing Goto? Uh, uh, no, uh, Shota is facing Finley. Goto is facing Tonga. And that's the semifinals. That That's their quarterfinal. Winner oh. of that is the semifinal. Semifinal, the other side is Sonata and Mark Davis. Hold on. Thomas facing who? Uh, Goto. That'll be. I think Goto. Yeah, you're right. I think Goto will beat him. I don't think Goto will win the New Japan Cup, but that'll. No, set, he will. He won't win the cup. I just seen that'll set him. That'll set him for a never shot. Come. Uh, yeah. Come uh, as of right now, Sonata's winning the cup, mm. especially with how everything came out today. But you know, they're not going to switch the belt on them. No, no. Basically, is who's going to job to Okada Sakura Genesis? They on, They literally only switch the belts. At Dominion and fucking, I I I also I, I don't like they don't when, even do it at Dominion most of the time. Right. I, I, I don't do like anything. I don't like when they win at Dominion because they really don't get defensive because it's G one. It's G one. You, you get one defense and then Wrestle Kingdom you probably drop it. Yeah, unless you're Okada. Yeah, because so that's happened like, to AJ Styles. It happened to AJ. It happened to Jay. Yep. No hell, AJ lost it before Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, he lost it. At, yeah, he um, lost it right after G one. Yeah. Was that um that was um power struggle power struggle yeah yeah he lost the power struggle or actually no before that he lost in September so exactly. wherever wherever those King shows of were. wrestling yeah sorry yeah King of Pro wrestling yeah he lost it there for those who don't know if you're still listening at this stage we're talking about New Japan Pro wrestling and we're talking about yeah. um the New Japan pay per view but yeah I think Sonata wins the cup but loses the belt. I, you know, I'm hoping he doesn't because he's 0 for three against Okada. No, one, one, and one and two. He's like one and five. He's like one, yeah, because he beat him in the, in G1. Yeah, he, that's the only time he beat about Okada being him like five times. Yeah, but unless unless he actually gonna win, that'd be nice. But no one's no one in the cup right now is gonna is gonna beat Okada. But and Finley sure as hell ain't ready for that shit. What has Okada been doing throughout the cup? He hasn't been in the last couple of shows. I'm only gonna watch the New Japan Cup matches and then the um. I'm gonna watch the. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm looking at the, I'm looking through. at the results and he hasn't been in tag matches. Let's just wait until after the cup for he'll. Be, I'm sure he'll be on the final show. Of course. But yeah, no, uh, it's gonna be a weird how they book it or figure out who's actually gonna beat Okada. You have Finley. He's not ready. He's not ready. I agree. He 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 he. U.S. champion at Max right now. Who even is the U.S. champion? Oh, Omega. Won't yeah, be Omega. No, it so won't it won't be him. So you'll probably get the open weights. It'll be Tama. Yeah, you'll probably be he'll probably be Tama. Did you see Osprey was talking about um they're like, oh, what do you want for Forbidden Kingdom or Forbidden Forbidden Door? He's like, There's only one guy I want. You know who I want. I want my Kenny. pride back. He said that he's like, I want my pride back. No, I think yeah, I think he'll be Kenny there. Everyone was talking about wait until G1. No. I want Osprey. I really want Osprey to win the G1. I want him to win the belt. I want him to beat Okada at Wrestle Kingdom. That would I be nice. I, I as a bit, if yeah, if he if he's not US champion, I see him winning G one. I want him to beat Okada, and that's never he happened. Should. A Gaijin has never beat a Japanese in the main event of the Tokyo Dome at Wrestle Kingdom. Well, on the January fourth, well, unless you count Brock, Brock beat Nakamura. <sighs> to anime, but, but, but they, Nakamura. yeah, but they weren't really. It wasn't really called Wrestle Kingdom then, I believe. So. Mm-mm. Wrestle Kingdom to start till 2009, I believe. Yeah, right. Yeah, but he did beat oh, Matoki. God damn it! Ugh. I just drank this straight from the bottle. This is what 92 proof. All right, are you ready to go? What are your final thoughts, Matt? On this, uh, how do we divert? I, like, I love, I times? love Eternity. I'll, I'll keep an eye on 
fucking what happens in season three. Uh, there's no release date for that yet. I'm gonna assume next year. Got to think. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder if they'll get a new OP this time. At least get the same artist. At least get the same artist. It would be song. interesting if they kept the OP. Has that ever happened? Like consistently. Uh, one singular consistent. OP. Um, Log Horizon did it for a bit until their latest season. They did it for like two to three, and then the, the next one. Game? Log Horizon. It's an MMO type. Yeah, it's a game. Anime, I didn't know yeah. it was anime. I didn't know it was anime. Yeah, they had that. Yeah, they had the same song for a bit. You know what I would love? My cousin, my, not cousin, my nephew. He plays Genshin Impact a lot. I wouldn't mind seeing a Genshin Impact anime. We are getting that. Are we? Yeah. They got announced like um, months ago. I didn't ago. know that. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, uh, Euphotable's anime. Ooh. Yeah. That'll be major. Yeah, uh, there's just no release date for it. That'll be hella major. I think we'll get it next year. Hey, you're wearing my uh, sweatshirt. Yeah, because... I'm glad I got you a good gift. Yes, Sean, if you're listening, I gotta actually reply back to the guy and let him know that yeah, we can. I'll do it after the podcast. Right. Hold on. Go look up. I'm so glad I got you a, a useful gift. But yeah, it got announced last year, but there's no as of right now. They're expecting mid 24 to early 25. Oh God. Yeah. My nephew would be almost 21 by then. Yeah. So we might not as a 12 episode. And I, it's gonna be a prequel to the game, from what it looks like. A prequel, I guess, like lead up to the game. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah, I got now September of twenty-two. Yeah, so we'll get. But yeah, nice seasons. A uh, few decent penultimates. Can't wait for some of the finales, and we will be back in two weeks with our finales. And the week after that, we are gonna do our awards. Yeah. And then after that, we're going to spring. Well, we're pretty set on spring. Nothing else has come out in spring, right? No, 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 there's no the catalog's done. Nothing, yeah. nothing new last minute's gonna come in. Yeah. Unless it's a random Netflix, but that's it. Yeah. I forgot to mark off that I'd watch Angel on my fucking analyst. So I'm all caught up as a But folks, we we're, we talked our cake, A to two, full of cake. Beyond Follow me at Twitter at DamienPhoenix12. Follow our cakey Twitter at TalkToKakey. Uh, follow Ethan at Showstopper24. Uh, we have a link tree on our Twitter of at TalkToKakey. We are where we listen to your favorite local podcasts. Apple Music, Spotify, Art Radio, Audible, you name it, we're there. We want to thank you, W2M Network and Chairshot Radio for hosting us on their websites, on their media platforms. So check them out at Chairshot Media. Always use your head and at W2M Network. And we want to thank Sean for being our editor who basically has been getting out more consistently because of his new schedule. Give him your Instagram so we can go. Yes, you can follow me on Instagram at AI underscore anime24. That's iAnime24. Weekly updates or daily updates, I should say, on all the anime that Matt and I talk about on a consistent basis. You can follow me on my podcast Instagram at podcast.com. Senpai again, as Matt said, all of our um, all of our socials have link trees. You can follow our personal endeavors. Shout out to my boy Andy with the MMA for Marks podcast. We will be back. Andy's going through um, a little bit of personal stuff again, as we uh, discussed previously. But we'll be back on to discuss all the latest and greatest in MMA um, with the MMA for Marks podcast. Also available on W two M Network. Um, yeah, uh, you took care of my other ones, so 
All right. Uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Also, next week we'll have a keki shot for Ethan and Starman. I have to coordinate that with Starman, but yes. And our uh, Mayan and Starman's Lupin one got pushed back to next month. Okay. So we'll get to that. I still got to watch the new movie. I'll watch that over the weekend. Why don't we get Chris on here? I could get Chris on here. I should. Uh, I don't think he has a webcam. Well, do him the favor. I gave Angel my old my old mic, my old blue mic. I gave Angel my mic, and he uses it for his. But you know what? I'll ask him. I'll see what he wants to talk about. How we how, watch the majority how... of the weeklies that we watch, right? So, oh, yeah, a good amount. I figured just as much as us. So yeah, we can get him for an awards if we get. Well, I got a four man group. Oh, that'll be fucking five hours. <laughs> exactly. That would just be awards by itself. Like I, I get by itself. Like the day after, or so. But guys, the purpose of what we're saying is, if you follow us, if you like, give us enough, like you know, I shouldn't say attention, but if you give us enough to like work with, we'll bring you on the show, dude. Yeah, one hundred percent, absolutely. But guys, we'll see you in two weeks. Arigato, not to fuck you. Sayonara. Virginia isn't for one type of person. Virginia is for road trippers. Are we there yet, ours? Mountain hikers and dock sitters because they're not active hikers. People who are kayakers. People who are not kayakers. Campsite campers and horseback riders. Wow, there's a lot to fit in here. Flatwater lovers, beach sun tanners, hole in the earth explorers, and Shenandoah valiers. Should I keep going here? Well, you get the idea. Because Virginia is for all sorts of lovers. So come love it for yourself. Safe drivers save up to 20% with insurance. Get a quote at AAA.com slash insurance.